Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, Steel here. Previously, this epic episode of the Robbo Report was for patrons only, but it got such a great response and... I kind of think it might be the sort of podcast you might want to hear right now that I um, I decided just to put it on the main feed. So uh, if you need a uh, an epic two and a half hour story, that um, it's a, it's a good one. So if you need to pass some time, Robbo does a killer job at um, at telling this story. If um, you want to support the podcast, I, I'm just going to be straight up with you, could do with it now more than ever. So if you're in a position that you can chuck us a few bucks, uh, get a t-shirt at steelwars.com or support us on Patreon. And I, I will be putting a few more of the Patreon exclusives on the main feed just to just to fill up your time because I know some of you are not in a position to be able to um, hit us some cash right now. The link to both the merch store and Patreon are in the episode show notes, steelwars.com and patreon.com forward slash steelwars. Let's get through it. Look after yourselves, look after your family, look after your friends, um, and uh, and we'll talk soon. Lots more podcasts coming. So um, hold tight, be well, stay safe. Enjoy. Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody, it's your boy Robbo back again. <laughs> After uh, some something of a hiatus, oh. it's been a while since we've done like it. Well, no, no, it was, it was, that wasn't a stealth diss at you. That right. that's my co-host Steel. How you doing today, Steel? I'm great, Robert. How are you? I love pretending. I love pretending like it's really my show. <laughs> what do you mean? Like like you're like uh, Ed McMahon sitting on the couch, you know. Andy Richter for, for younger and, people. Andy Richter, yeah. I'm sorry for anybody. Like, I'm not even old enough really to know. I, I never saw Johnny Carson. So I just know it was Ed McMahon. It was like, oh, all the time. Um, yeah. So, yeah. No, it's been a while. What I meant, what I was going to say was it's been a while since we've done like just a regular old Steel and Robbo, Robbo report. Gotcha. We'll get back to the Mando one, so. Yeah, yeah, we will. We're not, we haven't forgotten about that. Should I? I'm just going to check and see if we've got. Oh, I have to give a shout out to uh, Rowan Strang, Patreon member Rowan Strang, uh, because we'd mentioned that we, you know, that we're not hearing much buzz about these Mandalorian episodes. And then he commented underneath all of them with a series of B. 
emojis, I guess they are. Mm. And I had no idea what he meant. <laughs> and I said, what, what are these, all these bees mean? He goes, oh, I'm, I'm trying to get some buzz out there. And I was like, it's pretty good. It's, it's, it's some good action. So I appreciate pretty, that. Pretty, 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 pretty good. good. Have, you, have you been watching Kobe Enthusiasm this season? I, I have not uh, started a new season yet. Okay. I need to, but I don't. At the moment, I don't have uh, any HBO access. So really, yeah, I don't really do that. Like, I, 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 there's every now and then there's like an opportunity to get like a free year of HBO one way or another, and I always just do that, and then I binge all the stuff I missed. Man, that's the best one. The, what curb your enthusiasm? No, that the HBO like out of all the different streaming things. I don't like I. Most of the like the prestige television thing, I'm, you know, I'm on the record as not being particularly good at that. Curb Your Enthusiasm, I think, has zero prestige. It's just like f- something I find really funny, and nobody I know uh, likes it but me, and I'm okay with that. So, yeah, the, the new season, it's mostly good, but sometimes it's just really you saying that to that like like this is your fault, dude. You're being like you're acting like an idiot. That's the way the show has always been. I think you're just maturing, Steel. No, I, I feel like it's best when it's like you can see he just gets put in bad situations and he handles it badly. Like there, there was one time, I think he just wants to eat off someone's plate that he doesn't even know. And I'm just like, well, this is you, dude. This isn't yeah. like people are weird. Anyway, but yeah. overall, okay. it's pretty good. That the character of Leon, he's like um, Kuehl, um on the Mandalorian. It's just like mm. whenever he says anything, it's just the best. But it's sort of reverse. It's like Kuehl's like the most wisest, and then. Uh, Leon is the least wisest, but sometimes very poignant. Hmm. He, um, JB Smoove, who plays Leon, there's this music festival in Australia called Meredith in this country town. It is the best music festival in the world because it's not, it has no corporate sponsors. It's just sort of run by a town. Mm-hmm. And you can break, like you can bring your own alcohol, and as long as it's not glass. And I went, I think maybe like eight years in a row. You camp out for three days. Never saw a fight. It's just mellow people having a good time, enjoying some rock music. And there's only one stage. And um, JB Smooth. Oh, yeah. I was like, why am I bringing this up? <laughs> I don't know. I'm okay. Waiting. So they it, he will come into it. And it's like tradition on the last day. And I have never partaken in such an event. They have a nude running race around the main stage area called the Meredith Gift. And you've, I think you've got to grab a pair of underwear or something. This is very Australian. And... Uh, each year they have a celebrity announcer, like a horse race. Yeah. And JB Smoove somehow was the announcer one year. And 
I've just never stood up in daylight and laughed any harder. Like, because I was fanning out because I knew, like, I knew him through comedy. Not personally, but I just knew him. And so I was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe JB Smooth's going to be at Meredith. That is so weird. And just his takes on what was going on and describing the genitalia. Very good. Very good action. I remember just being, like, thrilled. Like, really thrilled. But uh, JB Smooth, yes, very good. But, Robbo, now... You've had your little jabs at me, which you, 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 you're saying aren't jabs. But um, we we talked at the start of the week. We we're going to do yeah. a, a non-Mandalorian episode because you'd been to Disney World. I had. And you had all this gear that you were going to tell me. And yeah. um, what was I listening to this week? Bad Motivators, I think. Yeah. You're dropping all the you're dropping all the Disneyland stories, Disney World stories. Uh, you're burning them. Well, we'll see what you think after you hear what I what I saved. Alrighty, and and what do you know what even made it worse? What 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 do you think made it worse? What do you mean made what worse? The whole situation of you going on that podcast and telling those stories. Oh, for you. You're talking about what made it worse for you. Yes, of course. I have no clue, Steele. Please enlighten me. Well, because I said, oh, let's do it on Monday night. I've got Monday free. And you're like, oh, Luke Cruz has already gotten to me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he's probably doing some the comic book show or whatever. But no, you're going on the main show, burning my stories. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here at my desk twiddling my thumbs. Twiddling. Yep. I mean, you know, like ask me before 9 p.m. <laughs> what can I tell you? Uh, I didn't, I didn't, uh, look, Steele, like I did not really tell them most of the story. I, ta- I talked, everybody should listen to the episode. It's a pretty good episode. I, it's probably like 80% Robbo because I don't know. I just, they didn't stop me. So I'm not going to stop. And, uh, <laughs> Uh, but I don't, I don't really go into too much detail over anything other than like the stuff I got, which is not the most interesting part of that trip. Who got what? Yeah. Who got what? Right. I mean, I wrote the song for him. I did it and like, I gotta, I gotta give him something and neither of them gotten anything. Like I, it was up to me, Steele, to save their podcast. <laughs> Excellent. So, um, oh, hey, just before we get into that, have you been watching the the Clone Wars since uh, we last I did talked? Not, I did not see – well, I saw the one that I watched uh, for Bad Motivators. We did a commentary for episode two of this season. I don't think yeah. I've gotten up to that yet. Hey, so – Wait, you're, wait you're, you're accusing me, Steele. Let me get this straight. You're accusing me of burning your story, which is that happened to me on a podcast that you didn't even finish listening to. So you have no idea what like the full you don't even know what I said. Like you just start, oh, I can't. He's burning my story. Well, I was just I, I don't know what the story is. Kevin told me, but you were just you were just talking about how you went to Disney World. So I was just like, oh, oh so you didn't even listen to the episode. No, I did. But not all of it yet. 
I haven't listened to it all. You see what I'm dealing with here, folks? You see what this is like? Oh, I could say the exact same thing. Like, you don't have to listen. Like, once you've heard something, you've heard it. But you're, criti- you're, you're, you're basing your whole thing on what I said, and you don't know all of what I said. Yeah, but it's not as though, like, you, you then said less afterwards. No, it's like you don't – either you heard everything and you realize it wasn't that much, or you don't have any clue at what I said because you don't know what else was said. Why not both? Because you don't know. <laughs> You're just trying to come up with some good some good gear, Steel. You want to give me a ribbing with your with Yeah. All right. So I know what's up. <laughs> I, I see how it is. Don't even know what I said. All right. But yeah, I did go to Disney World. Uh it was about How many times have you been to Disney World? In my life. Four. This would be, I think, my fifth time. Hmm. I know I went once when I was like so little I can barely remember it. I, my, all my memories are probably just home videos that I think are my memories. Oh, I have got to find a home video that I have. The first time I went to a Disney park was Disney World. And I actually filmed, because I had this video camera. And I was that day I was there by myself. So I was using the sort of video camera as a friend filming stuff, which was a a real window into where my life was going to go. But <laughs> is the original podcast. It's like yeah, predates right. that. Yeah. Angry car video at Disneyland. Um, I'm just waiting for a format to post it on. No, but I filmed going around, like walking into Hollywood studios and coming around the corner and seeing the ad at, and I was very impressed by the ad at, at, um, star tours. Oh, right. Yeah. Because, you know, back then, like, like just seeing like a giant star Wars thing was just incredible. And it was shooting water out of its chinching guns. I just want to point out too, like, apologize to our Japanese listeners if we have any. That's what they're called. They're called chin chin guns. Chin chin is Japanese for penis. No way. Are you serious? Yeah, it's like it's like a euphemism. It's like a, <gasps> a yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Because- it's like what little it's like what little kids call it, right? Yeah. The um. Yeah, because you know they fall off the vintage ones. Like that's if you're missing something off an ad at, it's going to be the chinchin guns. Yeah, it's every every man's nightmare steal. So they're very <laughs> sort of ad guns. Wow. <laughs> there okay. you go. But yeah, that um the setup at have you ever been to the LA one to Anaheim Disneyland? Never. Interesting. I was I wanted to know whether. Because I, my memory of Disney World is it's just like with all the lands and the monorail and the lake is it's just ginormous. Like, it is. It's huge. And then you go to Disneyland and it sort of seems dinky in my memory anyway. I remember going over that monorail and there's some hotel with like giant swans on top 
and then the monorail goes into one of the hotels and just thinking, this is incredible. I, I'm in a dream. Like it's so much more of a fantastic entrance than uh, the Anaheim one. Did you say that to the camcorder or was that an internal thought? That was very good. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that was like game recognized game on that one. That was that was pretty tight, Robo. <laughs> I I'm so glad I don't have the camera on because the smile on my face is like I don't care what he thinks of that. I think that was good. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I was trying to come up with a retort, and I was just like, just let him have it. That's, that's, that's some good stuff. Every now and then, you got to let me have it. I have one good joke maybe a month, Steele, and I do hours of podcasts every oh, month. Oh, come Don't on. Don't take it from me. Don't be like that. Don't be like that. I have lots of okay jokes. I'm not saying all my jokes are bad. It's not a binary choice here, but anyway. Yeah, it's it's just gigantic. I, the crazy thing for me was I remember I was probably about eight years old. The second time I went was where most of my memories are from. Mm-hmm. And I remember being on the monorail and looking down on one side, just seeing like a herd of zebras. <laughs> and that's when I realized, oh, they own like a, like a plot of land like the size of like Queens, New York. Like it is huge. They can just have zebras roaming around. <laughs> like, and that was before that was that was way before they even had like the animal kingdom over there. So I, I don't know whether the zebras were just like being kept in reserve for like, hey, one day we're going to want to build a zoo or they're just like somebody was like, hey, we should invest in zebras. Maybe they were, they were protesting the lack of zebra in the park. And that's what spurred on the animal kingdom. Yeah, they showed up. They, you know, where's our where's our time? Why is this mouse getting all the action? The um, I was 23 when I first met Mickey, met Mickey Mouse and um, fanned out. Yeah? Yep. Pretty impressed. I, um, I got caught up. Caught up in the magic. My first memory of, I remember uh, really not liking uh, Captain Hook, like, like noogieing me with his hook. Like he just like put it, he was like doing like the little like, oh, you little rascal type thing in like between my ribs. It really did not feel good. That was a pointy hook. I mean, what kind of kid is like, oh, Captain Hook, my favorite. No, no, no kid's favorite is Captain Hook. It's just a dude with a hook for a hand because he got bitten off by a crocodile. It's horrifying. What were they thinking? You don't see Captain Hook anywhere nowadays. I think Bobby Iger like took care of that. It's probably day one. I think he just phased out with time. He'll be back. He'll have his time. I don't time. think that's a good, that's a terrible thing. Wasn't there a movie called Hook? It wasn't a Disney movie for one thing, and it wasn't. I don't believe so. Don't they own it? I don't think so. I mean, is it on Disney Plus? I don't. I don't think it is. Just wait there for a minute, Robert. This isn't the kind of thing. If you think I'm going to fill up this dead air with content, you are wrong. I just got in trouble for eating all the little fruit lollies. 
Ugh. It's never, yeah. How can you stop yourself? Oh. Oh. Tri Tri Star Pictures. So it's a Sony Pictures joint. Ah. Hook. So what does that mean? Who came up? Who came up with Peter Pan? What was it like? James M. Barry, Irish uh, playwright, late eighteen hundreds. So it's, it's now in the public domain. It was in the public domain when they did the movie Hook. And oh. it was probably in the public domain when Disney did the cartoon version. Interesting. So so we could make one now. We could. Interesting. All right. Like, I'm surprised more people don't do that because it's uh, – it, you're just like you're, – you're not even – you're just using the characters and stuff in the scenario. But anyway, Captain Hook – uh, was not a fan of that guy and uh, still not crazy about him. Don't don't think he should be out there like uh, talking to kids. And he can't even talk because he's a guy in a suit. It's terrible. Anyway, uh, what was, yeah, so yeah, was the, that was the first character I remember meeting. Uh, it was not a pleasant experience and it kind of informed the rest of my life in a lot of ways. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I, I really didn't not traumatized by it. I just remember how that, but I remember that hook in my ribs was that like, why are the ribs guy probably couldn't even see what he was doing for all he knows. He was like putting that hook in my nose. He had no idea. Wait, wait, was this when you were eight or last week? This is when I was eight. Ah, okay. (laughs) Uh, yeah. So, yeah, and then I'm like, it was several years before I went back. I think I went to Animal Kingdom like right after it opened. Uh, I just happened to be in Florida, and yeah, we we did that. And all I remember about that is that the rides, like the safari truck ride thing, was way cooler back then. When I went back on it later, when I brought my son, when he was about two and a half years old, it was not as cool. So, and that's. That that's something I I kind of always remember when I go back now. Like this this year, I was like, I want to see these Star Wars rides because they might not be as cool the next time I go. Not because I like I got older or something, just because they changed the when they when the ride. I think this is not I, this is somewhat common knowledge, right? At least among people who go to Disney parks relatively frequently, is that the rides aren't like when a new ride opens. There's a lot of stuff involved, and anything that breaks down too often is going to go. Cause they got to keep moving those people through that ride. Right. Mm-hmm. So like the best time to see a new ride is, is right after it opens and you just got to cross your fingers and hope it doesn't break down. While Espe- you're on it. Yeah. Especially if you like breakdowns. Yeah. I mean, if you, but if you get a, a, a clean ride steel, that's when you're going to get, you'll see everything that ride's ever going to do. The next time you go back to that ride, even if it's only five years later, something's going to be missing. It's, it's almost guaranteed. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, when we went back uh, with my son when he was two and a half years old, probably a little bit too early. But, you know, we did all the fun stuff. Uh, we, you know, we we did everything but Hollywood Studios and um, and did a lot of, you know, because there's a lot of rides at Disney World, the, the Magic Kingdom, as they have to call it there, because you have to distinguish it from the other parks now. It's like there's a lot of good like, you know, the dark rides like kids can ride on those. He went to the Haunted Mansion. He did the Pirates of the Caribbean, did the Dumbo, did the uh, goofy roller, little kitty roller coaster. 
is, is all, the, all the fun stuff. Is the haunted mansion the thing where you sit on the seats? And they there's sw- a lot of them where you sit in the seats. No, but they sort of swivel around, and there's a, they're having a party. The ghosts. Oh, well, the ghosts ghosts have a party. Yeah, yeah. You're like in like a little like it's like almost like a clamshell type thing. That ride is incredible. It is pretty awesome. That it is, still is really cool looking. Ah, oh, the last time I was on, I was there. I rode it, and I was just like, "This ride is so fun. It's so entertaining. It's it's peak Disney. I feel like just you're just sitting there watching, and I love how they have like you get to see all the different tricks that mm. they have to try to make this um, fantastical scene." Like just all different uses of mirrors and holograms and puppets. It's yeah, it's pretty good, right? Yeah, it is really cool. It's a cool ride, and it's a good ride for uh, kids too, because it's it, there's there's some tricks there that, especially when you when you're too young to figure them out, they are really cool, really really cool. What do you think when at the end there's a ghost sitting next to him? At that point, I'm not sure. Like, he was still pretty little. It probably didn't surprise him at all. Like, when you're, like, two and a half years old, you kind of believe anything you see. And he'd already seen a bunch of ghosts. So just to see one more, I don't think it made any difference to him. Like, he was – the part that got to him was the beginning when the uh, the ceiling gets really tall, right? Ah, right. Yes. It's like, are you getting smaller? Is the ceiling getting taller? He did not like that. (laughs) I remember him just going – and then, like everybody else in the room was going, oh, oh, <laughs> poor little guy. Look at this bad father making poor. Look decisions. at this terrible, terrible man traumatizing his son. No kid uh, wants to see a high roof. Yeah, it's well, it's just interesting because that's like that's something that you think wouldn't be scary, but it's actually if you don't realize it's a trick, it is really scary. It's probably the scariest thing on the ride if you're that little. But anyway. So, yeah, but it's been a while. So that was like, you know, a good six years ago. And so now, like, he's actually old enough to remember stuff. And now there's, you know, Star Wars land. And so I didn't really – I wasn't anticipating going there right away. Like, I wasn't planning on going because I knew it was going to be, like, completely slammed, crowded, crazy. And I don't know if you know this about me, Steele. I hate crowds. Um, I hate being stuck in crowds. I don't like being close to people. I know, let alone people who are perfect strangers. I really, really don't like it. And I can handle it for about maybe an hour max before I start to freak out. And you had a good time when we did the live show, I think. I was in the, did you see where I was? I was standing up in the very back of the room, right by the exit. No, but afterwards you hung out for ages. I... I got, yes, um, there, like the thing is, it's like you do the, those live shows I was in a bar so I could drink and I can last a little bit longer that way. And it wasn't that crowded until the end where I got backed into a corner and couldn't escape. What do you mean you were backed into a corner? Uh, one of your guests was really interested, uh, in my job and just kept talking closer and closer and closer <laughs> and at a certain point i couldn't back up any further i was in a wall like just in uh was she was not taking like the cue that I, I just need a little bit more space and um 
it was, was not it wasn't like anything creepy or weird or gross or anything. It was just like I just this person's getting really close. I want to back up. And I didn't have any place else to back up to. <laughs> it was getting light. We'd all we, we'd all had a couple. Yeah, yeah, true. I mean that that only compounded the terror for me at that point, but uh anyway, but yeah, like I, I'm not I'm not great in like super crowded situations, especially where I feel like I can't um like there's no escape, like there's nowhere to go where it's not crowded. So it's, you know, I wanted to wait until the crowds died down a little bit before I went, but I was definitely going to go to star Wars land. I just didn't want to do it right away. Mm-hmm. And also like, I have this other thing where I don't know, like my, my wife's got a job where her job is the, it's the kind of job where it's really hard for her to take extended vacations. They give her a bunch of vacation time, but she has to use it really piecemeal like because it's nary a week goes by where there's not something where she feels like she has to be there part of that's her personality but part of it's also just like the american style of professional life where oh yeah you got you know a month in in a week of vacation time uh but don't use it all at once (laughs) so you know it's it's hard so my wife likes to take a lot of little vacations and uh, I try to accommodate this as best I can, but it's like, you know, it was like a few weeks ago and she kind of just pointed out that, Hey, you know, by the way, there's just a few, uh, few days of vacation time left. I got to use before the end, uh, you know, before March and then, you know, and then it expires and it, this happens every year about January, like right after new year's. Cause that's like the big, uh, you know, my wife is uh, Japanese, so like the big holiday for the year for them is New Year's. So they're usually home for that. And then after you've done all the New Year stuff, then it's like, you know, then she starts thinking about how am I going to use up the leftover vacation time. And so I'm kind of conditioned in a way. Like as soon as I hear her say this, like every sort of synapse in my brain just focuses its undivided attention on the need to not make – the sound, you know, like the, uh, like that kind of like the sound of like just defeated realization of, of like obvious need to do something I don't want to do. Cause I can't say, oh, I don't want to take a vacation cause she wants, she deserves a vacation. She works hard and you know, it's her vacation time. She should be able to use it. And I should not be like, hey, just go by yourself or go with your friend. I'll stay here. That doesn't sound good. So It doesn't. No, it doesn't. Like, So I don't want to say that or do that. So I got to be like – but I also don't want to even make a like, – I don't, I don't want to sound like how I feel because then it becomes a whole thing. And you don't want a whole thing. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that's a good way to be. I don't want to sound how I feel. It's – like I mean, uh, we just had new neighbors move in next door to us in our apartment. Congratulations! Steel. I know, thank you. We're very proud. And you know, they're they're a newlywed couple and fighting a lot. And it, it kind of I feel bad for them because that's that's what it's like for some people for the first like year. Because <laughs> you know, and then, but after a while, if you're still together. Uh, it's probably you're still together because one of you or both of you learn to just not sound like how you feel. And that's like a survival mechanism. It's like, it's a way it's, it's not like 
I don't look at it as being like duplicitous. It's just like a way of why make somebody feel bad about just wanting something that most people want. I don't want to make my wife feel bad about wanting to go on a little vacation. The problem is I hate little vacations. Like, you know, I'll, like I'll, a little, I'll add it to the list. Yeah. Little vacations are like vacations. I, I count a little vacation as a vacation. It's going to be like 51% travel time or more where you spend more time getting to the little vacation than you spend on the vacation. I, I hate that. Well, that's definitely rules out Mars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's an expedition. I don't, I don't need to, like if I go into Mars, I consider it because you know, like who's been to Mars, you know, that's a podcast. <laughs> I'm not going to, not going to burn you on that one steel. Thanks buddy. But a little vacation, I don't know. So, but my wife, she's she's smart. She knows me really well. She knows this. And, like, she knows that we, you know, we just took, like, a little vacation to Cancun, like, about two and a half months earlier than this. And she, she, she knows what I'm going to say or where I'm, what I'm not saying. She knows what I'm thinking. And that I must be horrifying. I hope that she appreciates the fact that I did not sound like what I'm thinking. She didn't hear the... Uh, that kind of sound, right? Like uh, the hesitation and dread. She she's totally prepared for it, and and totally unprompted, she says, "Hey, we can go to Disney World, Star Wars Land." She's got me, Steel. I nice. like. I don't know what to do, and like the next thing I know, I'm explaining to her that like if I buy two Disney tickets each, I can save like ten whole dollars, which isn't a lot, but hey, it's you know something and. And so on and so forth. It's it's all it's already in place. Now, I, I want our I want our listeners steel to know that if you're planning to go to Disney World Star Wars Land, don't buy your tickets like six months in advance or six weeks in advance. It, it will not work out well. Why's that? Because all the reservation stuff, like the fast pass things, if you want to do that, like if you want to ride the Millennium Falcon ride without waiting in line for three hours, like you've got to do the fast pass reservation. So you should buy your tickets like several months in advance not just like a week or two that's a bad idea because they'll all be taken up like it's all gone like if you want to eat at like a one of the cool restaurants at disney world you gotta have a reservation you can't get those because a lot of people are coming from like europe or something or asia and they make reserv- they they buy this these tickets well in advance and they they make reservations and they plan for it so what what things like in Anaheim? I've heard that you've got to reserve getting the lightsaber and to go into the pub, or the bar. Yeah, but so in six months in advance, six weeks in advance, you can get a Millennium Falcon one as well. No, you can't. Six weeks oh. in advance, you can't get anything. That's my point. No, it's but you're no, but you're meant to be able to get a you have to get a Millennium Falcon fast pass if you don't want to wait in line for several hours. Yes, really. If you want to ride on the ride with your like group with your family, you'll have to do that. Your your choices are get a good reserv you know get a reservation. I don't know how many months it is, but it's it's more than six weeks. I'll tell you that. So. I'm not even sure if we had six. It might have been more like four weeks. Maybe six weeks is perfect and four weeks is terrible. I don't know. Whatever it is we did, whatever amount of time we had, I checked right away. Everything was booked solid. 
everything. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, oh, that's not a problem. We'll, we'll make it work. Like I can just wait in line. And, you know, before I, if, if there's a chance, then I'll, I'll call them up. We've got cell phones these days. You can call people when they're elsewhere and they, Oh, join me in line and we'll, we'll be fine. So, you know, and I, I'm not, not, I, based on my last trip, I knew that you should have like some kind of plan going into this. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's smart, especially for Disney world. Cause there's a lot of stuff to do. And like my plan was, you know, we're going to get there on Sunday. We're going to, uh, as an early morning flight. And we're not going to do anything on Sunday because it was going to be really good weather. And we got a nice hotel with a pool. My, my son doesn't get a lot of chances to swim. And so I was like, we'll do that. And then we're like, oh, we'll get some good local seafood. We'll go grocery shopping, get some, you know, so we can have cheap dinners and stuff like that. Save a little bit of cash and uh, relax the pool. And, you know, the weather was great. It was a good idea. And then Monday we're going to go to Hollywood Studios, do the Star Wars stuff because how hard could that possibly be? And then uh, we'd spend Tuesday – at one of the other parks doing whatever we couldn't do the last time. Uh, because you know, at that time, Robo Jr. was like two and a half years old. There's certain rides you couldn't go on, but you know, we could do splash mountain this time or something like that. Or R- who knows? R- rubbed you, if you will. I will not. Oh. And you will not. Oh. Not on the Robo report, sir. <laughs> uh, this is my domain. But, uh, yeah, yeah. So like I said, you know, that, that was the plan. And then, you know, we fly back on, at like about 8 p.m. on that Tuesday. So it is a little vacation. You know, it's a little bit longer than that because it's not a long flight from New York, but it's still like, you know, you do spend a lot of time in the airport and all that and getting the rental car. and Yeah, so it's like it's like a, it's a pretty early flight out of New Jersey. Uh, it's full of kids in various stages of illness and infirmity. And, uh, I'm not a germaphobe, but I cannot, I cannot get on a plane to go on vacation somewhere and not feel like I'm just like trapped in a giant disease tube. Oh God. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's, 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 I've had several experiences with me getting sick on vacation, like the day after I arrive, sometimes very expensive vacations, like, or just like visiting family back in Japan. Like that's a long flight. You know, it's not as long as Australia, but it's close when you're coming from New York. And as soon as you get there, you want to do something nice and enjoy it. And you can't because you've got a cold because you were on a disease tube. And I hate that. So, you know, I do whatever I can including like I I'm one of those weirdos who like has a face mask on when they're flying, even though I know most like contagious things are in the air and you get them through your eyeballs. But I I have to at least like, maybe it's a psychosomatic thing, but I feel like if I've got the face mask on, I'm like somewhat protected and you can't get face masks anymore. Steel. Uh, don't know if you've heard, but uh, a little bit of a bug going around. And uh, people are freaking out and buying face masks because really the face masks don't do a whole lot to keep you from getting something. I, like I said, I I wear it knowing that it's mostly a mental thing, but uh, yeah, people are freaking out and it's hard to get face masks in the United States anyway from like drugstores and stuff because most people don't wear them. They're very common in Asia because in Asia people just work whether they're sick or not and they'll wear face masks to go to work because they don't want to get other people sick, right? And uh, we don't do that here in the United States. And yeah, but suddenly everybody's freaking out, buying masks that they don't need. And uh, I don't have them. So the mask I don't need, I don't have. (laughs) 
and Good. Uh, yeah, it I guess it's out. okay. Yeah, right. Uh, you so, need it. Uh, but I, I, I'm just saying, still, like if you're e- Disney World tickets are not cheap. I've Getting heard. sick at Disney World is bad, right? Because you don't get a refund. Like you just get to be sick at Disney World. That's what you get to do. Like <laughs> that. So I, I think. I think my attitude is pretty like normal. Of course, everybody else thinks I'm crazy uh, for being concerned about this, but you know that's just how I feel. So we uh, we take the flight, we land, and pretty much as soon as the plane, almost almost right after the plane get arrives at the gate, my son starts complaining. He doesn't feel good. He, but here's the thing, Steele. He had he probably only got like five hours of sleep the night before because it was a really early flight. You got to get up early. He's not used to that. And I was like, well, yeah, look, you probably don't feel good because you're really tired. And, and you know, your your mother and I, we're adults. We're tired all the time. We're very used to it. But you're not. You know, you're a child. You still expect like a healthy amount of sleep every night. So of course you don't feel great. Like just give it some time. I'm sure you'll feel better. And he's like, okay, he soldiers on. So we like, you know, we, we get out of the plane, we get uh, the rental car and uh, we start driving around looking for a good, my wife loves to open, you know, like Yelp or TripAdvisor or something and find some hole in the wall place where that's several miles off the beaten path, inevitably, where you can get some food that, and, and you're not going to see a single tourist there. That's what she likes. And when she finds a great place, we go there, I get some catfish that is dynamite it is some damn good catfish what is uh, what sort of fish is catfish like you know there's fishy fish water no but is it fishy fish or it's kind of it's like a fish but it's got like almost like a i don't want to say smokiness because i think that's mostly just the way people like to prepare catfish it's really hard to explain the different flavors of fish i guess but i I really like catfish and I don't get a lot of it because there's no catfish up, you know, you can't get fresh catfish very easily in, in New York state or New Jersey. Um, but down South you can get catfish and it's great. And every time I'm down there, it's like the first thing I want to eat. We get it whole dinner. My son is like, uh, oh, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I'm like I'm trying really hard not to lose it with him because I don't want to, you know, I know why he's tired. It's understandable. It's kind of our fault. We did get the early flight. And I'm just like, look, just hang in there. Try to eat some of your food. You'll probably be feeling better. You can nap when we get to the hotel. We're going to be in the hotel soon. We get to, By the time we get to the hotel, he's just got a full-blown fever. Uh, little guy. I know. And at that point, I feel terrible. Because the whole time, I've been saying, like, you're fine. Everything's fine. Please stop complaining. Try to toughen up. You know, because I'm trying to get into toughen up a little bit he's nine years old it's time to you shouldn't be complaining every time you don't feel 100 percent great and you got to prepare for you know a lifetime what about every time you watch a bit of star wars content oh then you can complain all the time Ah, like you you set up the toys in the bookshelf behind you you turn a camera on you just go nuts sweet that's that's the age we live in but yeah um no yeah i'm just trying to like because mostly i'm also trying to explain to him you know what, what you know that, you know, this is his mother, like, really, you know, this is her last vacation, little vacation time she's going to get for a little while. Oh, God, I wasn't sure how that sentence was going to end up. 
this is <laughs> this is mother's last vacation. No, yeah, I didn't mean it that way. Um, she's perfectly fine, but it's you know she really likes to go out and get some food and all that, and and it's kind of hard for her to enjoy it when she thinks that you're not feeling good. So if you think you're just tired, just try not to mention. It. If you think you're sick, you should tell me, right? But if you're just tired, please don't talk about how tired you are because, like I said, I'm always tired. I'm an I'm an adult. I I'm I just. I feel tired all the time. Your mother feels tired all the time. It's normal for us. Like, it's just try to live in our world for a little bit. But by the time I realize he's got a fever, it's like, it's, I'm like, okay, I'm very sorry. You were really sick. Um, and he had no way of knowing it. And so I'm like, you know what? We got to go to Disney World tomorrow. So why don't you just, we won't like go to the pool. We won't hang out, relax. We're all just going to rest. And you're going to rest. And hopefully, cross your fingers, you'll be feeling great tomorrow. I'm going to go out and get some, you know, some of the uh, kids' medicine that I didn't think to pack because why would you think to pack it? That's just like inviting disaster. And, <laughs> you know, I do my – like, you know, I, I go out. We, I get some tacos and stuff for dinner and, you know, just really try to, like, make him because I don't want him to feel bad. Like, because I, I already know at that point that he's going to – he's going to – feel a lot of pressure to go to disney world because every kid wants to go to disney world but if he's not feeling good he shouldn't be at disney world and i don't want him to feel bad about that i also don't want him to after the terrible job of parenting i did before you know i don't want him to feel like i'm pressuring him to feel good like you feel fine right you feel fine you want to go have some fun let's go have some fun i paid a lot of money for these tickets let's go have some fun I don't want him to feel like that. I just want him to tell me the truth. Like if he's really not feeling good, he has to tell me. If I, you know, if I, you know, God forbid, I got to take him to like the emergency room or something. Like if it gets worse, I don't know what's going on. And I, I need him to be honest with me. So I'm just like, look, don't worry about it. Just do your best. And so the next morning, we wake up. He's feeling a little bit better. He says, and uh, you know, he's he. Uh, it's like temperatures are like just ever so slightly higher than it should be. But you know, who knows? Like kids temperatures fluctuate a lot. I'm sure you know this now. And he's like, you know, do you feel good enough to go? Okay, we got to go. So our big goal is we want to ride on this new rise of the resistance rides deal that just opened, I think in December in Disney world. Uh huh. The rise of the resistance, the rise of the resistance. It's almost like the rise of titles and everything these days. Oh. It's almost like it's not a super original title and maybe shouldn't have been used for a feature film. Okay, I'm done. Um, so, you know, it's it, but the thing about this ride, I don't know whether our listeners really understand like what you have to do to get on this ride because you know how hard I just explained it was to do like the fast pass reservations for the other rides, right? Mm-hmm. The new Rise of the Resistance ride does not have that. What it has instead is like this like app-based queuing system and the way it works is that you've got to have your ticket scanned you've got to be inside the park and at 8 a.m when the park properly opens you've got to be looking at your app you got to press the button join the queue or join a boarding group or whatever as soon as it appears and then it puts you in a boarding group based on the order in which you press the button and then they start – they give you – they'll tell you throughout the day you check the app and they'll tell you, okay, groups 1 through 10 are boarding now. Groups you know, 11 through 20 or whatever. And then just it, – it, the number goes up for boarding groups based on how many people have been able to get through the ride essentially because it's still breaking down quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we get there 
before the park properly opens, but they do let us into the park. Uh, so we get there, we go, you know, there's a huge like line to get into the parking lot. There's a huge line to get through the bag check. There's a huge line to get through the ticket thing from the scan your ticket. Once you're inside the park, that's when you can check the app. So we're looking at the app. It's like a, like by the time our ticket gets scanned and we can actually do this, it's like three minutes or something like that. Right, right. So you like, just you just bugged out then three minutes after eight, did you say? Yeah, three minutes after eight or, or something like that. I like have to say, my anxiety but, is at an all-time high. This is the only day we're going to be at Hollywood Studios. That's the plan. So we're not going to get to ride this ride if we don't get on this thing. And I read several websites that said you need to be at the park right when it opens. You need to be inside right when it opens. And the the queue is usually completely filled up within like, you know, a half an hour after it opens what they should have said is within less than five minutes because i got into like when i when i got uh in there and and checked the app it was like it was already in the like the overflow thing where it's like if you can even do it it's going to be the right before the park closes if you're lucky but there's no guarantee you're going to get called so right away i realized like we're probably not going to get on this ride. And we got there super early. Uh, I thought, you know, what I thought was really early, like to be in the park, like a couple minutes after it opens, I thought, surely, surely this will be enough. It is not enough. And uh, so we're like, okay, well let's uh, check the, uh, let's see if there's anything opened up in the fast pass. Maybe we could do the millennium Falcon right away. And then maybe we'll get lucky on the other thing. Nope. As soon as the gates open, everybody runs to that ride queue and it's already it's like two hours immediately, oh my God. two hours. And already my son is saying, I'm not feeling great because you know, I made him promise me like, we'll go. But you have to tell me if you're not feeling good. And if you feel like you need to go back to the hotel, that's what we're going to do. And I'm nobody's going to be upset with you. You know, nobody's going to be angry. We're just going to go back and we'll do what we have to do. Because, you know, I, I explained to him like, look, you know, I think about it this way. Uh yeah, Disney World tickets are expensive, but anybody who, whose kid is in the hospital for something serious, they would pay a lot more money to get their kid out of the hospital. You know what I mean? Like it's you're, it, it, you, it, there's no comparison when your when your kid kid is actually ill, even if it's just like a, a bad flu. You still kind of are like I would pay just about anything to make this kid feel better. It sucks. And you, you feel powerless and like getting him out of Disney world in some place where he can rest and be, feel comfortable. I have the power to do that. So I'm happy to do it. You got the power. I got the power. You got the touch. I got the power. So, uh, we go in, can't go on the millennium Falcon ride because he's not feeling good. That's a long lineup. Uh, the rise of the resistance pretty much out of the question. So we go to star tours, which has no lineup really. And uh, it's pretty cute. It's fun. They still cute got the, little ride. They still got the ad at? Oh, yeah. They still, still got the... Uh, Ewok Village? Yep. Oh. It's all there. And that's what my... When my son saw that stuff, he thought that was the Star Wars land. And he was like, oh, cool. <laughs> He's like, see, Papa, the lines aren't that bad. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, so we go on that ride. It's fun. It's like over really fast. Uh you know, it's I I went on the ride when I was a kid, probably within a year of when that opened, and uh, it was a blast from the past, and uh, all that. 
Where'd you go? Well, uh, this time we w- went to Kashyyyk and some asteroid belt, I S- think. Sweet. Yeah, it was pretty cool. My wife really liked that ride. Um, we got to sit in the back, which you think would be bad, but you're actually kind of elevated up above everybody. It's kind of cool. Uh, you know, I like, you know, 3PO and R2 were there, and then we get out, and the gift shop's really neat. And then so after that, we, we're walking around, and I was like, oh, let's check out the real. I was like, you thought that was cool. You haven't seen Star Wars Land yet. We're going to go to the Star Wars Land. And we go in there, and I got it's my first time I've ever been there, first time any of us have been there. It's pretty damn cool. Um, it's really crowded though, and it's getting hot. And, uh, my son has a gift certificate he got from his grandparents for like Disney world, like gift shops. Oh, crusty dollars. Oh yeah. 25 of them too. Like you can only imagine what you can buy with 25 whole dollars. Um, so we went to the, the two, two boy milks, not even, I don't think, um, not if you want rum in them and you do. <laughs> uh, so we, we go to the antique, uh, was it Doc Ondars, right? The the Hammerhead? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the same in Disney World. Um, we go in there. My son sees the Holocrons, or as he calls them, Wayfinders. Yep. That's for you, Steel. <laughs> I'm not joking. Uh, he sees the, the pyramid wayfinder holocron thing. He's like, Oh, that is so cool. Um, it is not $25. We can find the way. Yeah. Well, you know, they called it that, you know why they did that steal. Like, you know why they really did it. Right. Just to Maybe. make it easy. Yeah. So you don't have to, you don't have to explain to the audience what it does. It's simple. The name tells you what it does. It's perfect. I, I think that was a good decision. Um, and he thinks it's really cool. He doesn't care what you're supposed to call it. Uh, when when, when uh, he reads the signs, oh, it's called a holocron. That's neat. He doesn't care. It doesn't confuse him at all. It's your problem, Steel. Not the kid's problem. And uh, so, and then, like, we find out, oh, you put the lightsaber crystals in it. And it will make extra sounds. So after, like, so I secret, like, he didn't realize that. And so I'm going to, you know, stand in line and buy this for him. So I like, you know, secretly like pick up one of the crystals. I'm going to surprise him when uh, we open it up. And um, these things are actually really, I don't know whether this is your experience if you've tried them out, but they're actually really like not well made. They, They, they I think you're gonna say not to work. I, I fully thought you were gonna say they're really cool. They are really cool. Actually, I like I I don't like this isn't something that would amuse me that much, but I can understand why my son really digs it. Like he turns the like little thing on the top and like the other little things on the bottom turn with it and then it lights up and then uh all he heard was just some weird whooshing sound on his, and we thought that's all it did. Mm-hmm. And so he's pretty happy with that. And then uh, I'm like, okay, all right. You go look around. It's a cool place. Uh, look at the stuff on the wall. I'll wait in the big-ass line and, and uh, buy this. And before I get in the line, I grab one of the crystals, the kyber crystals, because I'm like, I'm going to surprise him. When he finds out that you can actually open it up and put a crystal in it and then it says stuff, it's going to blow his little mind. And it's going to be like, Papa, you are the best dad in the world. And I'll be like, you're right, son. 
And, uh, yeah, so we do that. We get it. And uh, then we look around a little bit more and he starts not feeling so great. And, you know, I, I said like, how about we just go back to the hotel and you rest and then we'll see, we'll just, we'll just take it from there. And, and you know what? Like I've, I've got another ticket. We can go back to star Wars world tomorrow. We'll give the rise of the resistance another crack. I thought you said you could go there again. Well, no, we could. It's like you can use the, I wasn't, I meant we couldn't go there again because once you use a ticket to get into a park, we didn't have like a park hopping thing. So, our plan was to go in there, use it at Hollywood Studios, and why would you use a ticket the next day to go to the same park, right? Ah, so you've got two single tickets that you can use at any park. Right. But once you've used it at a park, that's that's your ticket to get into that park alone for that day. Gotcha. So, so yeah, we go uh, back uh, to the hotel. Oh, I also bought like a little Imperial officer cap. It's uh, exactly 59 centimeters, which is apparently two centimeters too small. But uh, damn it, I'm wearing that cap on my way out the door. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's worth, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to have a good attitude because if, if he senses that, that dad is bummed out, he's going to get bummed out. He's going to feel bad. So I'm really trying to have like a great, you know, like, I don't care. This is fine. Like, we'll just come back tomorrow and, hey, look at it this way. It's like a blessing in disguise because now we know you got to be up at the ass crack of dawn if you want to get on the rise of resistance. So we'll be able to do that, right? And we'll be able to, you know, and, and, and I'll have all day to wait in line for the Millennium Falcon. So, and that's what he really wants to do. He really wants to do those two rides, especially the Millennium Falcon. And he doesn't really understand that the rise of the resistance is like this whole thing. But I talk to people who are there who are getting off that ride because when you see people literally stumbling off that ride they look like they have just like seen the face of god himself <laughs> they look like and, and and that he is like that god has picked them up looked them in the eye and said you are my most beautiful creation and then set them gently back down in hollywood studios orlando florida that's how they look like and everybody I talk to says this is the best ride Disney has ever made. I've heard that. And I'm remembering my experience at Animal Kingdom when it first opened, how the coolest ride there was really cool. And then when I went back, it was like 40% as cool. And I'm thinking, I need to be on this ride. I need my whole family to be on this ride. This is going to be the best thing. This is now, this is a thing we've got to do. I switch into like full Clark Griswold mode. Like this is now a quest for fun. And uh, so I'm like, you know what? That's it. Tomorrow is, is our quest for fun. Today is, is rest and relaxation time. Uh, you're going to go home back to the hotel. I mean, and, and you're going to rest and everything's going to be good and nobody's going to feel bad. I'll go out tonight and uh, go uh, to, you know, get some food or something. Get like, you know, I, I got a little, uh, uh, you know, we'll watch a movie together. We'll, we'll make it a fun night. And um, actually, on our way out of the I park, wish, I wish you were my dad, Robo. No, you don't, and I don't. Oh. Um, <laughs> no, you really don't. I'm not Pretty a good dad. Place. I'm just there's a lot of pressure on me to not be horrible, and I'm really because that's the worst that's thing. That's all you, you need. Don't, that's all you need. The desire to not be horrible. That's what makes a good dad, in my opinion. I'm going to keep telling myself that. Uh, I, I want that on my next Father's Day card. Yeah. All you need is the desire to not be horrible. Yeah, in that I, respect, I, you are as good as it gets. That is that is my driving force. 
don't be a horrible dad. Yeah, well, I mean, you just don't want to scar him for life because this is a thing he's going to remember forever, one way or another, right? Like you, you will remember your first like real trip to Disneyland where you can like fabricate memories and hold on to them. And if you were sick on your first visit, you're going to remember that really, really well. And if your dad is a colossal tool because you got sick and he feels like cheated out of his money, like you're going to remember that and you're going to remember your, and one of these days he's going to be picking out my nursing home. I don't want him to pick like one of the crooked ones. You know, I want to pick one of the good ones. Uh, you know, I've got a lot riding on this deal. And, um, oddly enough, I don't know whether this is going to, this, you want to, I don't know. Like on the way out the door, I actually see somebody I recognize, uh, like from the star Wars fan community. Oh, really? Do you dare say who? I don't know if she still listens to the show, but I do recognize her and we're still on good terms. So that's good. Ah, okay. (laughs) I don't want to. Yeah. Um, but I don't know whether she wants to like be like mentioned by name or something like that. So because I don't know, and I wouldn't want somebody to mention me by name if I, you know, I mention you all the time. Oh no, this is a terrible thing. I, I was happier before I knew that. Um, no, I mean, it's like not everybody's a public personality. You know what I mean? That's, that's what I'm saying is, uh, so, but I say hi and, um, and it it was, it was, it was fun. It was cute. I'm still wearing the little Imperial officer hat. That's way too small. Um, I look kind of like Moff Gerard turned into a giant. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not that tall, but um, well, my head is that big. And uh, but anyway, I, it's not, not really an interesting part of the story. But I, I I just I still find it very very odd, like the the oddness of that running into somebody that I can recognize, which are, isn't many people. It had to be somebody I'd actually met before in person. So yeah, so I, you know, I introduced her to my son, my wife, and said, "Hey, um, my son's not feeling so good. So wish us luck. We're going back to the hotel. You know, have fun." And uh, we go back. And I'm there for a couple hours. My son's still not feeling much better. And, uh, you know, he's taking his cold medicine and, uh, I'm talking to my wife. I'm like, you know what? Like I'm, I'm going to, we're still going to have fun tonight. I go out, I go to the, uh, the supermarket. I get a bottle of moderately priced champagne Time. and, uh, and, and pick up, uh, what was it? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I think there's like a weird like food truck corral somewhere near where we were staying. And so I went and got some like some interesting delights from the various food truck nations and brought them back and said, Hey, we're going to have fun. We're going to, and my wife just kind of looks at me as like, you know, once you've paid for the parking, you can just go back and you won't have to pay again. And I'm like, I can't go back. I'll feel like a jerk and I'll be by myself and I don't have my camcorder. No, and uh, and you know my son is in the other room. He doesn't even feel good enough to eat. 
And I'm like, what's he going to think? Like, and she's, so my wife says, just, just ask him, just ask him if it's okay. Cause I know you want to go. We've already spent the money. And, and I said, okay, I'll tell you what, I'll ask him if he says it's okay. If he's not going to be upset, I'll go for a couple hours tonight and just like look around, take some good pictures and, um, you know, maybe, maybe get on like, you know, one of the single rider cues for some ride somewhere. And, uh, but then tomorrow, if he's still not feeling good during the middle of the day, after we've gotten our, you know, place in the queue for rise of the resistance and all that, we got to be there super early, but if he'll probably want to take a rest after that, I'll take him back to the hotel, uh, before checkout time. And you can stay there and do some shopping. Cause there's, you know, a lot of cool shopping there. A lot of cool like gifts uh, shops and stuff like that. Hollywood Studios has all kinds of crazy stuff, and uh, and then you can have your time, and it will be about equal. And uh, so that's how I justified it to myself. And so I went and asked my son. I said, you know, is it okay? You know, your mom suggested this, but I wanted to ask you first: Is it okay if I go back? Because otherwise, you're not. Yeah, you're. You. He wasn't even really even feeling well enough to watch like a movie. Like he, he could, he was just staying in bed the whole time. And so he's like, it was really nothing for us to do. And I didn't tell him that part, but I was just like, you know, but if you don't want me to, don't worry about it. I'll stay home. I'm not going to be upset. And he's like, no, just go. It's fine. So just go have, I want to hear it. Tell me exactly what you said to him in that time. I I wanna I wanna hear exactly how you pitched this. Like, hey, if I could stay here for you with you but if you don't want to ruin my weekend I can no i did not no there. absolutely not no because i said we're going to go back tomorrow anyway so you're not going to miss anything i'm not going to miss anything but you know your mom suggests that i go back and i uh <laughs> 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 but i said i was you know so is, is it okay do i have your permission and if you say no, you'd rather because what I was mostly concerned about at that point is that he really just wanted both of his parents around. I didn't know exactly how he felt because um, if he was really feeling bad, you know, I wanted and, and sometimes you just want your mom and dad around. And I, I didn't want to like him to feel like, oh, my dad abandoned me because it's more important for him to go to some Star Wars theme park than. And, you know, I, I feel really sick. I, I really want his help. And also, like, I was also concerned that if he really wasn't feeling good, I'm the only one who could drive. My, my wife can't drive. So if we had to, like, drive to the, you know, the immediate care center or something. But then again, like, the park's only, like, you know, a 10-minute drive from there. So I could get back easily if I had to. But, you know, I just these are the things I'm thinking about. He says, yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. Just go back. Have fun. We'll go back tomorrow. And, uh, you know, he's just, just like, don't don't spoil anything for me. If you get to go on any cool rides, don't tell me what they're like. And so I was like, all right, it's a deal. I go back. Um, uh, it's, so it's Monday night. I'm back in galaxy's edge by myself. And also, Oh, I didn't even, uh, I skipped something. So while I'm, um, talking, it's like, Hey, you know, before I go, like you want to check out your wayfinder and, uh, see what it can do. Cause I'm going to like impress him. Like, this is going to be cool. He's going to love this. And so we get it out and I'm like, did they show you this in the story? Did you know you could do this? And so we turn it on. I open up the little crystal compartment, put the kyber crystal in there, shut the, shut the trap door thing. And then, you know, it's, it's lighting up red because it's a red kyber crystal. Really cool. Right. 
And he's like, no, I didn't know it could do that. And it's like, all right, now put your fingers on these two sides and wait. And he does. And he hears, we are the, we are, the, we are the Sith. We, we are the Sith. We are the Sith. We are, we are the Sith. Over and over and over. It sounds this horrific. Is, this isn't even the thing the crystal's supposed to say. It's supposed to be like Darth Vader or the Emperor or something. And it's just some generic rando from like saying we are the Sith. Over and over. Like you can't even get him to say it once completely before it starts over. At the start, I thought you had like a stutter or something. No, no, that's what it sounded like. And, uh, and he's like, dad, I think this is broken. And so I said, yeah, I think it is. And you're like, Oh, just nothing, nothing is going right. And I was like, you know what? But I'm sure he's like, well, it's still cool though. It still lights up and makes the whoosh sound. I'm like, yeah, but it does more. And I know it does more. He still doesn't even know what the crystals really do. Like he just thinks it makes it break. <laughs> so, um, huh. you know, we tried a couple things. We tried like charging it up a little bit, seeing that nothing, nothing works. It just, it actually gets worse. I'm like, you know, uh, I'm going, you know, you said it was okay for me to go back tonight. I'll take this. I've got the receipt. I'll exchange it. That's one thing I can definitely do tonight. And then that way we don't have to waste time doing that tomorrow. That'll be boring for you. Let's just, I'll just do it now. Um, so I go there, I bring it back. Um, I'm in galaxy's edge by myself walking around. It's, uh, the sun is setting. Uh, I feel like garbage <laughs> because it's not fun to be there by myself. And I don't, I still don't have anything I can really do there. I don't feel like going on any of the rides anymore because it's just, it just doesn't feel good. And I've got to return this piece of garbage wayfinder. Um, and so when I try to explain it to the, and I don't even know like how I'm really feeling. It's been such a chaotic two days so far, just an emotional roller coaster steal. Um, I don't really know how I feel. And so I'm, I go into Doc Ondar's antiquities den or whatever, and I'm talking to, how long uh, did you have to wait to get onto the emotional roller coaster? Uh, well, I didn't have a reservation, so it was a good two hour steal. Okay. Um, no, oddly enough, they always save me a space on that emotional roller coaster. Seems like it's always just waiting for me to hop on board. VIP. VIP. I skip to the front of the line. Sweet man. So I'm uh, I'm in the store and I'm trying to explain because you can't like th- these things don't come in boxes anymore because they break so easily. They actually have to take them out of the box and test them before they put them on store shelves. Oh, okay. You have to look at the eggs when you're buying them. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's what they do at the store. Like they don't even keep them in the boxes anymore because they have to make sure they work. Um, they take like the little thing out of the battery slot. So it's like the battery's connected and all that. It's, it's apparently been a real problem for Disney world's merchandise people. Um, I go back there. I'm talking Damn to wayfinders. some wayfinders talking to some, I know, right? I bet a holocron wouldn't mess up that badly. Mm. These holograms are built to last. Uh, but uh, so I talked to the young woman who's working there in Doc Ondar's uh, antiques shop. She's got a remaining character, by the way, the entire time. Keep this in mind. I start talking to her and explaining the situation. I'm not expecting – I don't go to Disney World enough. I don't realize that they're actually really nice to you if you've got a problem. <laughs> I'm from New Jersey, and I assume that everybody's going to like give me the third degree and assume I'm trying to just rip them off in the biggest way if I come back with a receipt and a broken item. 
and uh, and I'm I'm explaining to you it's like, hey, look, I know like I can't really you know it doesn't come in a box. I can't really I don't have all the stuff. I can't find the little cord it came with, but. Look, my son came here this morning. He he had to leave. He couldn't go on any rides. He's feeling really sick. And then he came home and found out his toy was broken. And I'm like, my I'm starting to tear up as I'm talking to her because I just like <laughs> this is just too much for me. And I'm like, and right now he's in bed. And I promised him I would come back. And he said it was okay to come back. And I promised him I'd come back and, and like return his thing and try to get uh see what they could do to fix it. And she's like, no, no, have, it's a, no have a word. Have a word to Doc. Had, had, I'll talk to the hammerhead. I'll try to reason with him. I hear he's a shrewd, you know. Imagine if he fixed it with his head. He just started headbutting it and it started working again. Yeah, it's great. I, I hear he's got like some weird sonic powers with his voice. He can like resonate it. It's, I don't know. Um, so I, I, you know, I'm, t- I'm explaining to you. He's like, oh, you've had a rough day. <laughs> like, yes, yes, I have, lady from Galaxy's Edge. I have had a rough day. Uh, we love rough days here at Disney World it's bright suns all the time. And, uh, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Like I felt weird coming back to this planet, but I felt like I had to, uh, cause I still got to play along. I think that is fun. And, uh, and she's like, it's fine. It happens. Like, let's try out some other ones. And I said, the worst thing is, is I got this crystal that's supposed to make it do stuff and look what it does. And it does the, we, we, we are the, we are this, and, and, you know, gives me a I stutter kinda, on a podcast a week later. Yeah. It's like, and she's like, Oh no, that's definitely broken. It's like, I'll tell you what, like, we'll get a, pick out a different one and we'll try the crystal net and, and see if it works. And then we'll find out which one is broken, right? Is it the device or is it the crystal? Uh, uh, it's apparently both of them. So <laughs> she, yeah, I know. Lucky me. And, uh, so we find, uh, uh, so she picks out another red crystal, sees that it works, tries it in a different, you know, see in a different wayfinder, puts it in there, make sure it works and says, okay. You've got the receipt. I'll, and she just like, you know, uh, I don't know what she does. She just like puts the broken one in her bag and uh, doesn't like, you know, it's like, all right, just wait in line. Tell, tell, uh, tell the person up there and uh, she'll, she'll let you exchange it. You know, no, no additional credits needed. Right. <laughs> so uh, uh, the line's starting to die down at the end of the day. I think a lot of people leave Star Wars land when they realize they're, group is not going to get called for rise of the resistance and so it's starting to clear out and uh, i explained the situation at the to to the person at the counter and she's more than understanding he says hey i'll tell you what exchange it no problem here's your new receipt let me see what i can do like and then she gets out like an extra kyber crystal like a green one and says like you know if you put it in a different color crystal it'll change the the thing different colors did you know that i'm like no i did not She's like, check this out. You know, so I promise you it'll change it. It'll light up green if you put a green one in there or blue. It's like, which one do you want? She's got like a box of loose ones. I was like, okay, I'll take a green one. I'm thinking, you know, Steel would be proud of me. Uh, Steel is very proud. It's uh, my son's favorite lightsaber color as well. Oh, that's that's how you know you're a good father. Because if it were me, it would be blue all the way. Hmm. And, uh, And she's like, you know, just take it. It's no problem. These are just extra ones. So I take it, I say thank you, and uh, I get a nice video of Doc Ondar moving around. That guy can move, by the way. Uh, I, it's like all the like you think he's just gonna be like a normal like Pirates of the Caribbean type thing, where it just like you know kind of does the robot like in a, like an endless loop. But every now and then he just like swivels around completely <laughs> behind him and like checks like the the little like uh, 
don't know what it is. It's like a giant abacus that's behind him. It's really cool. Um, so, you know, the, the place is clearing out and I can see all the cool stuff they've got. Finally, like I see like the baby Sarlacc. I can see the, um, Oh, baby Sarlacc. That is amazing. It looks really cool. It, it looks, that's the most freakish looking thing they have there. That almost looks real. That to me. Just that someone thought of doing that really it's impressed really, me. And I can finally get a good view of like all the stuff that's hung up on the walls, on the ceiling. And so I'm like a weirdo. I'm just taking pictures of everything uh, in, a, in a gift shop. I'm, I'm, and, I'm, I'm sure they're kind of used to that by now. I think so, but I could tell that I was in there longer than anybody else. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get back to this tendency because it does come up later. Uh, I walk out. And I noticed, oh, hey. Some good sizzle. The Millennium Falcon. Yeah, there's going to be more uh, loitering stories coming up soon. Uh, So I walk out. I notice that the Millennium Falcon ride, hey, there's a single rider line that's completely empty now. Oh. I'm like, I'm a single person. I'm by myself. I got to make the most of this. I'm going to go on the the Millennium Falcon ride. And that way, uh, you know, they'll probably stick me in like the worst possible position. But that'll be fine because the next day I can do something. You know, I'll do it again. You're like, are you here by yourself? And go, yep, I left my sick son in the hotel room. I I would, yeah, because people do ask you that a lot. Are you here by yourself? <laughs> Which I don't appreciate. Um, but and I I would just explain to them, yeah, my son's sick, but he gave me permission to come back to Star Wars Land. Sure, asshole. Um, I I do that. Uh, it's like I've got a lot more time to kind of. If you're in the the single rider line, you don't get to go through like the long line, so you don't see a lot of the cool stuff they have prepared. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but it's it's cool. You get to cut pretty much to the front. I met some uh, cool people who were doing the same thing. That also and left their sick family members in the hotel. I room. can only assume it must okay. happen to a lot of people. Right. I'm sure. I can't be the only person with such terrible luck. Uh, but uh, get there. Morals, but what I do it. Uh, of course, I'm assigned to the engineer position, which means I have no clue what's going on during the ride. Uh, yeah, but I did uh, have a lot more time than probably usual to just hang out in the uh, like the main hold of the the Falcon. Oh, where and, the table is and stuff. Yeah. Did, uh, did that? Did that? capture was 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 that a magical moment i i was still feeling kind of weird uh so that first time it was a little bit strange still but since i had the time i was like well i've got to do it i'm gonna check if every one of these switches and buttons actually works (laughs) and so i do check that out and i'll tell you steel those switches work every one of them around that uh, chessboard now the, the the buttons on the board itself don't move. They don't. You can't. You know they don't do anything. Mm-hmm. But all the all the arbitrary weird unlabeled switches and buttons behind like the the couch, you can you can press every one of them. They all move. They're all functional. I mean they don't do anything, but they're functional in that it's a working switch. It like switches back and forth. Did, did um, some alarm go off? No, but I tried it again when I was inside the Falcon's cockpit when they were trying to get me to leave because the ride was over. And I was like, Hey, just a second. Um, so I kept trying it. And some of the things you press, which don't have any purpose on the ride, make sounds. So like if you're riding the ride and you press the wrong button, that's not like one of the buttons that lights up. It's just like a random switch. Sometimes it'll make a little beep. Uh, I think, I don't know anybody else who, who's confirmed that, but I, I definitely, it happens. 
it, it's real. Uh, it was pretty cool. I, I really appreciate. We need that. some confirmation on this beeping button. I, because I, I, you know, I'm starting to feel a little bit ill myself at this point. So it could all be a crazy fever dream steal. We don't know. Oh. So that was cool. I'm thinking like, all right, still can't do Rise of the Resistance. But I'm walking around and the sun is setting and it actually looks beautiful after dark at Galaxy's Edge. It, it, I've, I've only been there once and in LA and we were lucky enough to go on a trial day where by the time it was nighttime, a lot of the people had left because it was, it was like this really long trial and hardly not many people in there. So we were walking around there was times when we were walking at night at Galaxy's Edge and we didn't see, like, there was no other people within our sight. And it was just like, we're on another planet. This is sweet. Yeah. We're in, we're. I saw. Um, we're in a, like an E. I felt like I was in an EU novel. What's crazy is that, um, well, I knew I was in a canon novel because I saw Vi Marathi from the Phasma novel walking around. Ah, did you, and- did you say hey? I did, and I was gonna like, hey, can I take your picture? And she's like, yeah, it's okay. And I was like, just get up to take your picture. She's like, you don't want to be in it. And I'm like, well, <laughs> no, I was taking your picture because you're from Star Wars. I don't want to be. That's crazy. I'm like, well, I got to take my picture with Vimerati. It's like I actually know who this. I knew who that character was from a book that I. It's like I think it's my favorite canon novel. So um, which I was that? Phasma, the Phasma novel. It's oh, like okay. it's. It started out, and I was like, I don't know whether I like this. It's very different. And then, it, it, like after like the first third of it, it becomes like my favorite one. Um, really? so do you find out that do you find out that Phasma's uh, father was a clone or anything like that? Oh yeah, the, it's all connected, Steel. Okay, no, nice. um, no, it's actually the it's a, the least connected of anything I've read in, in this. Th- like almost nothing has anything to do with anything. It's great. It's just a good Star Wars story. Anyway. Um, but I really like that character. And of course they get like really, you know, the people, the, 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 the cast members they get for the, this role are really cool. And she's of course in still in character. She's like, okay, you can take a picture, but just don't show the you know bad guys. I'm like, your secret is safe with me, fake person. And, uh, <laughs> it, I'm starting to like, starting to finally like loosen up. I didn't say that. I, I would dare. Um, <laughs> uh. I wouldn't dare. I, I love how you like you're getting in the swing, like you're sort of getting into it, but you still got to call them fake person. I did not call her fake person. I just said, I no, I actually, I stayed, uh, I tried to stay in character too, where I said something like, um, oh, you're famous. You're important. You know, like that. Like I, cause I recognize like, oh, you're, you're uh, I didn't want to say like, you're a character. <laughs> Uh, but I was like, "Oh, you're important. I know you. You're famous. Uh, that kind of thing. Or you're, 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 you know. I know. I, I think I recognize you, or something like that. Uh, but yeah, that was really cool. And she was really cool about it. And I'm walking around. I get a uh, a Ronto wrap from the Ronto Roasters. Oh, they look like they'd be good. That's they like are a, good. It's like a gyro. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I will recommend to people is if they go and and want that. If you like that kind of thing, make sure you ask for extra space coleslaw because they get a little bit dry. Mm. But it's really good. It's like you know, it's basically I think like a like a beef frank with some like pork strips and coleslaw on a pita 
but it is really good. Uh, but you do need extra coleslaw. And, um, yeah, so I do that. I get a space diet Coke. I ask for it by name, space diet Coke, please. And, uh, and then I'm looking around I'm like, okay, there's gotta be something else I can do. So I check with the rise to resistance. Is there a single rider line for this? Like this could be my, t- oh, of course there is. Uh, and then I'm like, well, that's the only other ride. Uh, I'm not going to do the lightsaber building thing. Of course, uh, that's definitely booked up and the droid building thing. And also I'm not going to like waste money on that. It's for kids. It's like, I'm not going to enjoy it the way they would. People have, um, like emotional experiences getting those lightsabers made. Um, I mean, I, I could kind of understand that. I'm not sure I'm the kind of person who would, but yeah, I, I, sort of, I would, I would, I would feel that way if like my son could do it. Like if I were a rich man and I could, you know, take my son to the lightsaber building thing and plop down like 250 wing wangs on a lightsaber and the whole experience. Yeah. I, I'd probably really like that. Um, watching him have fun with that, but I didn't tell him that existed because I'm not paying for that shit. Uh, so he doesn't, he thinks the lightsaber building thing is the thing you do at the end of star tours, <laughs> uh, which is God, much, much God, he, he, He's like in years to come going to be going, yeah, that, that Star Wars no, world, you, the, it wasn't well, that I, good. Wasn't that I do good? appreciate about uh, Galaxy's Edge is that the rich people stuff for like rich kids, like you can't even tell it's there if you don't know it's there. So you don't see like big signs and stuff like, oh, here's where you, the rich kids get to build a lightsaber and build an R2 and all that stuff. You don't know that what they're doing. So they're like back alley type things in that world so that you don't there's no signs or anything which i appreciate because it doesn't rub your nose and how poor you really are um so i think okay what i can do is i can do the cantina and that does have a single rider line <laughs> no joke if you are uh by yourself you can just pretty much like get a reservation at any time because nobody wants to go to the bar by themselves the sta- the space bar the cantina right oh. uh, but i don't have a choice I would so, that, that that would be awesome. That's what I was thinking. It's like actually that's that's what that's what it'd be like. You know, like it look, your your hero, uh what's his name? Toro Calican. Calican. He didn't go there with a friend because nobody likes him. Aww. So it's uh He was there on the, business. Yeah, you're just going there by yourself. So I went in. Uh that place is really cool. I ordered a jet juice which uh, is the oldest drink on the menu in terms of when it was first mentioned in Star Wars. Because uh, it comes from the Han Solo Adventures. My favorite Star Wars novels. And uh, that thing was damn good. So I'm, I'm, I, I'm talking a wait, little wait. bit. Wait, wait. So did you get on the Rise of the Resistance thing or not? No. I didn't get a thing. I have to try again the next day. Ah, so I thought you got a single rider. No, no. I, I said I, I asked them, and they were like, no, no, you cannot. You can't, they, we don't have that. Um, they don't let you do that. So I at least they weren't that day. I don't know. Maybe they do, and I just was not having good luck. But you can do a single rider into whatever it is. What's it called? Uh, you know. The canteen jub, or whatever. Jub Jub's Liquor Emporium or whatever. It's um, you, that so that place was cool, and they, they, like it's funny because they warn you going in. It's like this is a forty-five minute experience, meaning please do not linger longer than forty-five minutes in this place. 
uh, because other people want to go in. And I'm like, no problem, because I'm not going to talk to anybody. Uh, I go in. I have, uh, I get a Jet Juice. It is one of the best cocktails I've ever had, and I cannot believe that. Uh, is really good, and I highly recommend it. Um, but like, it's funny because the in in canon, right, or not in canon, but in in the Star Wars universe, Jet Juice is like it's basically moonshine, right? It's really strong. It's something that pilots and mechanics kind of brew up in empty gas cans and stuff in like garages and hangars and things like that. It's like what the Han Solos of the world drink when they're uh, running low well on credits. I need some immersion there. Thanks. Yeah. So I was really happy that they had that. And if you ever see or can talk to Pablo Hidalgo before he completely vanishes from the face of the earth, uh, please Tom Bravo said thanks because I guarantee you that was his doing. <laughs> he, making sure that drink was on the menu. Uh, and I that just lit up my heart when I saw it. I was like, that's what I'm getting. That's it. I'm getting the jet juice. And it's funny because when you order a jet juice, before you do, uh, your bartender or whatever, cantina keeper, will tell you, this is a bit on the strong side. <laughs> really? Yeah, she's like this. This one, this one is pretty strong. Uh, okay, it comes so, in a smaller glass than any of the other drinks. So, so are you much of a spirits drinker, Robo? Uh, I am. Yeah, uh, I'm. You know, I'm a bit of a connoisseur. Really? Because I just, I can't. I, I, I like as a, a rule, which is very hard in um, America. Not for me, but for other people to understand. Just no spirits. Never spirits. Because I just feel like you're going, check you tomorrow. It's going to be no... I I can't deal with those hangovers. And if I just drink beer, I can drink... I don't want to brag everyone, but... An exceptional amount. And in the morning, I'm just just a little bit fuzzy, you know? Just uh, all good. No hangovers interesting stuff um i i don't know i mean i don't were you mocking me I, then i'm not sure what i was doing i don't i, I just uh no I'm, I'm just i'm just gathering how much of a, a spirit drink you are before we get into this not like i don't make a lot of cocktails at home uh just because i feel like it's it's not in, as enjoyable uh, it's like more of like a treat uh, if i know? made them at home I'd be so drunk because I'm always just I'm I'm a little bit more person. I just put a little bit more in, kind of. Yeah, I got to be careful about that myself because I always try to get work or something done. When like I'll sit down, it's like all right, relaxation time. Crack open a beer or like you know have a little bit of scotch or something, and I'm going to go to bed. And it's like I'm just going to sit down and enjoy this. Maybe I'll watch something on you know TV or something. And, uh, but I'm just going to sit down and enjoy this. I've, I've earned it. And inevitably I'm like drinking. I'm like, I can't just drink and like not do something. I've got to like edit a podcast. I've got a podcast to get out tomorrow. And then while I'm doing something, I'm not enjoying the drink. And I, before I know it, it's finished. I'm like, I didn't even enjoy that. I better have another one. Uh, so yeah, I try not to do anything, (laughs) uh, productive. It's a really bad idea for me. Um, I don't really, it takes, I, I have, I don't know. I've got one of the, the, those weird 
genetic makeups where I can drink a whole lot without a problem, but it doesn't like, it's not good for you. <laughs> so I, uh, you know, it's like, it's not like I'm not going to get liver disease if I do that. So even if I don't have a problem the next day, I don't like to do that. Even if I'm alone at galaxy's edge. So, um, I'm like, you know, they're like, it's pretty strong. Is that okay? I'm like, yeah, it's fine. You know, you want to start tabs like, no, I'm, I'm here by myself. Uh, I don't want to be I was like, yeah, you're not going to want anything. I like, you got 45 minutes. I'm like, I, I you know what? I've, I've got to fly home tonight. So, you know, got to be a responsible pilot. I'm like, uh, Are you back in character Robo? I wasn't character. I, I didn't leave character the entire time I was there. What was your name? Robo. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like, I didn't like create a persona. I just tried to follow their rules deal. I don't want to cr- make it awkward for the Disney people. Gotcha. I tried to like say like the correct salutations and greetings and stuff like that. Bright sounds. And, and, uh, and, uh, what was it? Rising moons. Something like that. And then when you go, I thought it was rising moons, but it's not, it's like may the spires keep you or something like that. Oh, I tried really hard to get it right. Um, I did not get it right, but I, I, I did my best. Um, that place is, was really fun. I got some great pictures. They like when a certain song comes on, that's like their like alma mater. So they start doing this whole thing where they like have a like chant that they make everybody do. And it probably drives the people who work there totally nuts, but, um, they, they're good sports about it. It was a lot of fun. Um, the jet juices was a fantastic cocktail. Uh, if anybody wants to know the ingredients, I don't know the percentages, but uh, I do. I did. I did write them down. It's really good. It's like got almost a spiciness to it. It's very strange. Like uh, one of the major ingredients is like a chili pepper liqueur. It's bizarre, but it's exactly what I thought it would be. Uh, and then yeah, I just like after that, I just walk around and it's it's dark out. Uh, it's one of like kind of the what are they called the extra magic days. So the parks actually open a little bit later. But it's clearing out fast, and uh, I just get a lot of great pictures of just it looks it really looks beautiful after dark. Uh, the lights uh, and everything. I would highly recommend if anybody's going to go that they make sure that they if they if they can't do anything after dark if they've like their reservations up for earlier that's fine. Just make sure like take all your pictures when you come back after dark because it feels so much more real. Um, but I've had a rough day, and I'm like thinking, you know the two things I should do first, I should ask somebody who works there what I want to, what I need to do to get on the rise of the resistance the next day. I don't want to mess this up. So I do that. Somebody's very helpful. They help me out. Um, tell me what they think I should do, what typically works and how much time they think I have to actually get on the ride. What sort of, what sort of strategies? Is there anything that I'll, um, I'll get to it. I'll I'll get to it. It's the whole thing. And then I ask somebody else like, Hey, look, uh, it's been a rough vacation for me so far. You just been going uh, up to employees and complaining about your hardships? No, there's something else that 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 uh, there, there's there's more to that line of of dialogue there, Steele. You, you'll know this if you don't interrupt. Oh, and I, I said I, it's been kind of a rough day for me. Jeez. I'll admit, like I really need to hug a Wookie. Have you seen Chewbacca around? And uh, they said, well he's not usually over on the side because this, the resistance resistance territory is over there. So if you, if God, you want you know the best chance, well, um, the millennium Falcon is parked in like neutral territory, I guess. And I thought he might be around there, but I, he, he, they said he's usually in the resistance area. 
Um, and I'm like, okay, because I just I really need a Wookiee hug. That's what would make me feel so much better. Hmm. Um, but I look around. He's not there. So I'm like, all right, it's you know getting late. I don't want to wait until the park closes. I'd only been there for like an hour and a half uh, at that point. I'm like, I'm just going to go back to the hotel before my son uh, falls completely asleep so I can say goodnight and help get everything ready. Tell him all the uh, things he missed. No, it's just like, you know, it's like he want like he he I know from I didn't tell him about the things he missed because he made me promise not to. Um, so but uh, I could tell like he he like the one thing he was excited about was that he wanted to take a bath in the uh, jacuzzi type tub thing because he couldn't go to the pool. And my wife didn't know how to make it work. So I'm like, OK, so I'll come back. And if you're not asleep, I'll, I'll help you do that. You hey. Robbo is a man that knows his way around a jacuzzi. Uh, I mean, I know how to turn them on. <laughs> oh, don't uh, you? Yeah, <laughs> you can't stop me. Um, but no, I mean, I don't like it's, you know, it's not that hard. You just got to do it. You got to make sure the water's full first and or there there will be problems. Uh, so I, I come back and I, I set it up for him. He can enjoy that. And he really likes that. And uh and then I go to bed and I'm exhausted. Um, so what the, what the, but we've got a plan before I go to bed. I tell, uh, my wife and my son, like, here's what the Disney employee told me, or rather the galaxy's edge denizen, uh, told me, which is that you want to get there at about, you want to be inside the park around seven 30, even though it opens at eight because in the, in what, what she recommended to me and I'll, I'll, I can't thank her enough for this because it was very smart and I wouldn't have thought of it on my own because I'm not a smart man. But she said, you can really get in a lot faster if you don't bring any bags at all. She's like, because you can leave the park after you've gotten your, your position in the ride queue and come back when it's time. But you got to be there in the morning. So just like leave your bags in the car and make sure you're in the park, get your spot in the, in the ride queue and then go back and get your bags. And wait in the back line, all that. Can you, with the app, you're vouching for other people you're with? How does that work? So in order to get the group, so the more people who are in your group who have phones, everybody should be trying to do it. And I'll I'll explain in a second. But basically, whoever gets it in first, you'll have a chance that whoever's in your group, you have to set up your group before. You can set up in the Disney World or Disneyland app you can add the people who are there with you because you'll probably be putting their tickets in there with you most likely. And that's how it works. Gotcha. So, uh, and then just like, you got to check the boxes, but I've heard horror stories about people who uh, didn't do that and then tried to set up the queue and they couldn't add the people to their thing. And then they lost their chance or they thought they could just bring whoever with them and then they get on the ride and it's like, no, it's just you. You didn't add anybody to your group. But if you have like even a group of I think five people, they'll probably still let you put everybody in there as long as you're all on the same, you know, thing. You just got to add them and add their passes to the app. I think. So she said, you get there at seven thirty. Make sure you're inside the gates around seven thirty, and you should be fine. And then just have your phone out and find a place with good reception. Uh, turn off your Wi-Fi because the Wi-Fi network in the park will get overloaded if it's really crowded. Um, work off your you know cellular connection. And just have your phone out like a minute before it turns eight o'clock and be looking at it. And as soon as the button shows up, press the button and join group and, and you should be able to make it on the ride. Uh, but you got to get there really early. And so uh, we did that the next day. We wake up and uh, I asked my son, how are you feeling? Not too bad. 
do you need like, you know, do you, do you need cold medicine or anything like that? Are you cough and no, no, I'm, I'm feeling a lot better actually. It's like a miracle steal because it, it is like no fever, uh, not much of a cough, uh, no like congestion or anything. He's able to eat breakfast. He's, he's feeling good. He's ready to go. And it's really early in the morning. Like, this is perfect. Like, we've got a chance. We've got a chance to make this work. The quest for fun may continue. And uh, so we get there. And uh, we go through the line. We get through the thing. We're, we're just we, – we get the our, our tickets scanned. It's like 735. And we're standing in, like, uh, some kind of plaza area just outside oh. Galaxy's Edge. Yep. It is crowded. It is slammed with people. And I have a feeling almost everybody there has their phones out because they're all probably people who missed their chance the day before and they're coming back to get their chance now. So I have a feeling that tickets are going to – the queue reservations are going to go even faster this time. And I, I was right. And we're all standing up waiting. Sun's you know, just peeking over the, the horizon and uh, – and we're looking at it, everybody's looking at the thing, and my son starts uh, saying, "Hey, I'm not. I'm feeling kind of. Uh, is there any place to, you know, I'm feeling not so good again? I'm like, oh, okay, no. if you want to sit down, like, uh, there's like, you want to sit down over there? All because I'm thinking like, all I have to do is just get our position in line. And worst comes to worst, we get our our chance to take the ride. I can just take him right back to the hotel, and then once it gets time for our number to get called, I go back. Or not." Yeah, or not, if not. But, I mean, it's like he is feeling a lot better. He's just feeling kind of dizzy, right, which is a different symptom. And he's like, I don't feel sick. I just feel like I'm just – it's really early in the morning. I feel dizzy. I'm like, as soon as I get a thing in this ride, I'm going to buy you like two churros. You can go nuts. And uh, it turns 8 o'clock. I hit the button, join oh. a queue, put everybody in. Oh. We're in group – 63 no 84 84 that sounds like on the cusp and then it has a little warning at the bottom it says you're in group 84 which is like an overflow group exactly there is no guarantee that anybody past group 62 is going to get to go on the ride oh if your number gets called you have one hour to get to the ride and ride it or you will forfeit your chance but i'm like okay a miracle could still happen. We are in group 64. The problem is, is that our flight is at 8 PM. So we, and we got to return a rental car, which means we in, which means you got to fill up the tank and go through that rigmarole, check in and do all that stuff. We, we can't just leave right before the plane starts boarding. You got to have some time. So if they don't call this thing by like five o'clock. And then I also found out the day before that even once your group gets called, it's still like an hour in line to get on the ride. Oh. Huh. And so it's like it's it's going to be a, it's going to be a but I don't know how maybe the thing moves really fast who knows right and at the beginning of the day it actually does move pretty fast they they get to like they get up to like the fifties pretty quickly like by like a little after lunchtime um, so I think we actually have a pretty good chance um, but my son's not feeling so good and so as soon as I oh, oh we got a group we got a group and I'm looking at him and he is collapsing. He says he can't see. He's losing consciousness. My wife is holding him up and she can barely hold him up because he cannot stand up. So he's been, so you go leaving that day. So he's been sick the entire time. 
Yeah, I mean, but again, like he woke up this morning, he wasn't feeling sick. He he did not have a fever. He was not like coughing or anything. It was like one of those weird, really, you know, rapid, rapidly cycling colds. And it, throughout the rest of the day, I can say that he did not like exhibit any additional symptoms. The problem was, is that he was probably severely dehydrated and we just didn't know it because I don't understand how that works, but it's really, it's the day before if you don't have a lot to eat or, or very much to drink the day before, you're going to feel most of the symptoms of dehydration the next day. Huh. I didn't know that. So, um, he, he, yeah, he, he loses consciousness for a couple seconds probably. And, uh, I'm in, in, as he's doing that, I'm like, Oh my God, I don't have much time to get this churro because I'm stupid. And I think, Oh, he needs sugar, right? He needs like, energy but don't if if you're dehydrated you don't eat sugary foods it's apparently bad for you i find this out because disney world sends like first of all the the lady at the churro cart um is an absolute angel and she like immediately goes away from the cart like as i'm sitting down uh with uh, my son and like trying to you know as he's coming to and she's talking to him because she's already called like, you know, placed in a call for like the the Disney World, like EMTs or whatever. Oh, my God. And she's talking to him trying to like because he's coming to and he's like, oh, it's like, how do you feel? It's like, I feel fine. I just don't feel, you know, I, I don't I just I passed out for a second. And she's like, oh, it's all right. And, you know, it's like because this is something that happened to me, too, when I was his age. Like if it was a couple times, like even like once on a field trip, I freaked way out because i didn't know what was going on so I, i'm really sympathized with him but he's he's kind of you know he understands that it's not the end of the world but he's not he's once again like not sure how well he feels anymore and she's talking to him and she's like asking him like questions like hey what's your favorite movie and all that stuff the sweetest person i wish i could remember her name i did make a point what's of, his favorite movie uh, he said, well, I mean, it probably changes every day, but at that point he said, who framed Roger rabbit? Really? And she said, Oh really? Cause that's like, you know, if when I was his age, that would have been one of my favorites, but he, he was like, you know, I think he had just watched it a couple of weeks before on, on Disney plus available now. Um, and, uh, you know, he does really like it cause he loves those like Looney Tunes and old Disney cartoons, like the old stuff he loves that stuff. Um, and he was kind of like sad because I told him there was going to be a bunch of Roger Rabbit stuff there because the last time I was at Hollywood Studios, it was MGM Studios. And it was a lot of Roger Rabbit stuff and a lot of Rocketeer stuff. And like, honey, I shrunk the kid. That's how long ago it was. Um, and there's like basically a billboard with Roger Rabbit on it. And that's it. And then as she tells him, oh, but, you know, by the way, like, you know, I know there's not a lot of Roger Rabbit stuff here, but if you look carefully at this one building on your way out, you'll see where uh, Roger Rabbit like jumped out of the window in uh, uh, Bob Hoskins' office, right? There's still like a little Roger Rabbit shaped hole in that window. <laughs> That's cool. And he liked, you know, he liked that. Then the EMTs arrive and they like, you know, check his pulse. He's fine. Check his blood pressure, all that. He's fine. They, um, they uh, even ask him if they can check his blood sugar and he agrees, uh, which I was surprised by because I told him, like, you know, they're going to like poke your finger, right? And like get a, like a little bit of blood. He's like, yeah, it's fine. I just want to make sure I'm okay. I'm like, all right. You should have got him just like barely holding on 
the only <laughs> thing that could keep me going is Let's the get on, sheer right? excitement of Disney's <laughs> number one theme park ride. <gasps> it's all turning dark. It's all turning dark. Wouldn't be the same without my father. Yeah, truly is a great man and legend among podcasters. Maybe he should go on before me to test it out and then bring me on. <laughs> yeah. But he should also go with me because that's important too. Uh, so the EMTs, you know, they like, they do all that at the end of it. They're like, well, we're not going to tell you what to do, but we recommend everybody goes to the emergency room and uh, look in the I hospital. A lot. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm like, look, I, I know that no matter what I ask you guys, you're going to say he should probably go to the emergency room because it's like a liability thing. I'm not stupid. Like I know that's cause they don't want to be like later on sued because somebody straight talking Robo. Yeah. Nobody. Cause you know, like if they say, Oh, you're probably going to be fine. And the kid like faints, like it hurts himself later on. Then, you know, if that family is vindictive and litigious, they will sue Disney world and say like, Hey, the EMTs at Disney world told us it was fine to stay. Well, the last time they didn't, Tell someone to go to the hospital. The rabbit fell out of the window. Passed That's out. That's right. So it's, uh, yeah. And I'm like, but like, what do you really think? Like, can you tell me like, well, what we really think is that we tell everybody they should probably go to the emergency room. Right? Great. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Um, they actually hook him up to like the little like EKG thing with like the electrodes on his chest just to make sure his heart is not like, like, like the like emperor in the rise of Skywalker. Yes. And, uh, and like, there's nothing wrong with him. He, I think he's just dehydrated. This is when I learned all about that. It's like, here's what you do if you're dehydrated. Uh, you know, drink water, don't eat a lot of sugary stuff. I'm like, I'm sorry, son, but I'm going to have to finish this churro myself. And, uh, I thought that was funny, but whatever. Um, uh, you know, and then they recommend like if, if he can't, you know, doesn't feel like drinking enough water, you can like get some Gatorade or something, but water is always best, Be like et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And, and, uh, I said, well, like if he still needs to rest, like what should we do? And they're like, oh, you can take him to the, um, there's like a first aid center at the front of the park and, uh, go there and, and ask them and they might be able to help him out. So we do that. Cause you know, he's like, at this point, he's like, I just want to sit down, rest, drink some water, relax. And we'll see how he, he feels. And uh, we go to the first aid center. They were super nice. It's like a really tiny little area. Um, they give us some uh, uh, Gatorade or something. And Be like Mike. Yep. Actually, I think it's it's Powerade. They're probably the ones who had the deal with Disney or something. But whatever. It's the same. And, uh, and then I start asking questions. Like, look, he's uh, apparently still feeling okay but is dehydrated <laughs> and we're going to try and keep him okay he really wants to go on some of these rides like what do we do because i can't have him like waiting standing up in line for two hours but he's going to miss his entire vacation if if we just go back to the hotel now we got to go back home and they said well you should talk to guest services and Another thing you can do that will make it easier for him is have this wheelchair and they, they get out a wheelchair. They put like a little like name tag on it so that we can like leave it when he gets on a ride and it'll still be there when he gets off. Hopefully nobody will take it. And so we go to guest services and they're really, really nice. Uh, they know the whole deal. This is probably happens to them all the time one way or another. And they say, here's, here's what we'll do. Um, we can put you, we can give you a fast pass reservation for the millennium Falcon ride. 
unfortunately, there's nothing we can do about the rise of the resistance. Um, and I explained to them, well, we've got a, a reservation, but it's really, it's a high number and I don't know whether we're going to be able to make it. And they said, well, no, we, we don't get- know whether he's going to make it. So we need to get on soon. Well, I, yeah. Um, that, that one, I don't think that was going to work. Uh, and I also didn't want to take advantage because they really were really being super nice. And, uh, but I was like, you know, he really wants to go on the two star Wars rides. That's the only thing he's probably going to be able to do on this whole vacation. It's kind of a bust for him other than that, but this is his thing. And I'm like, I even say like, look, if there's only like two spaces, like, can he just do like him and his mom can go on the rides through resistance or, and cause I'm like, I thought that might be bullshit on that actually. Well, I mean, I'm kind of desperate at this point. Like I really do like it's at the, like I did get to go back the night before. So I, I did get to do something right. And so I'm like, it's not, it's really like, I don't want him to, flying home tonight and he's like i didn't really do anything but like star tours and i was like literally i was at disney world for two days i did one ride um so you know they did hook us up with like you know kind of a reservation for it wasn't really a reservation for let me talk it was just like a like just show up and get in the fast pass line and they will just let you go through uh, which is really cool really nice of them uh and uh and then they said if you we can't do anything about the rise of the resistance but it gets towards the end of the day and you don't have any time left and you can't go on the ride and it's time to go come back to guest services and we'll, you know, we'll do something. Maybe we can give you like a reservation for the future for, you know, or something if you want to come back, you know, which is like not great, but it's something right. And it's, you know, we, I can't imagine us going back to Florida next year to mostly just go to the beach but then we could just like take a day and just like go do this ride just for fun. If they give us like a free pass just to do the ride or something, I don't know what they're going to do, but th- that's what they tell us to go back. Uh, if you can't get on. Um, but you know, we'll see like maybe, maybe you'll get lucky in the, and there won't be any breakdowns. You'll be able to get on it. We go on the Millennium Falcon ride. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I, uh, because he's in a wheelchair, everybody's super sympathetic to him. And he's like, I want to be the pilot. And I'm like, Oh, well, tell, tell the, person at the thing is like okay you could be a pilot and uh, they let us both be pilots together which is great um and it was i gotta tell you that ride is so much more fun when uh you when some, two people are pilots you know each other and one of you knows the ride sort of and the other one doesn't because then it's just like a movie where like i'm like reaching across where he's like not sure what to do i'm like reaching over with my left hand like, like smacking the butt it's like no you gotta go this way this way you know it's like it's like a really frantic thing it's just like a you know a crazy han and chewy adventure um we get a really good score because i'm awesome and so is he like he, he knows the drill Girl. don't hit a lot of things uh engineer wasn't quite pulling their weight but you know whatever happens we did get both of the canisters of coaxium uh What's his name was really pleased with us. Nice. And I love how when you like, if your ship gets damaged though, I love how when you get off, it's like sparking. Uh, that is so cool. I'm one of the last ones we did on that demo night. I drove and just wanted to crash into everything. And, um, yeah, there was, uh, the ship wasn't in good, 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 um, condition <laughs> when I got it back. I was going to say it was the same, uh, 
uh, adventure thing I, as the as the night before that I went out. I was going back to Corellia, but um, it was a lot more fun to be able to see what was happening. <laughs> Uh, and it really does. I, there's no comparison to where it's like, all right, it's time to go into hyperdrive. And then like a little hyperdrive lever flashes and I'm sitting on the right hand side. So I'm the one who gets to pull the hyperdrive lever. Damn it. feels so good. Mm. <laughs> That's all I want to do is just pull the hyperdrive lever. That's, I want to punch it, punch it, Chewie, punch it, Robbo. Um, so that was really cool. And we get off and I'm like, okay, so. You did the Millennium Falcon. So if nothing else, if you're still not feeling good, like you can go back to the hotel and it'll be okay because at least we did that, right? He's like, yeah, you're right. And then we can come back later you know, and we go on the Rise of the Resistance. I think we've got a chance. The, the key is moving pretty quickly. So I talked to my wife. I said, hey, we're going to go back. I'm going to check out. I'll pack up our stuff for you you know, uh, and, and check out of the hotel so you can just stay here, do some shopping, and, and have fun. And I'll take uh, our son back to the hotel. He can rest for, you know, take a nice long nap uh, while I pack. And then by the time I'm done packing and checking out, it should be time for us to get on the other ride. And we'll, we'll come back. Uh, so that's what we do. Uh, I cannot. This is the only time I think my wife has ever bought any Star Wars merchandise ever. Uh, she bought like a little stuffed uh, Stormtrooper and a Chewie and a... And a uh, porg. Um, I'm getting like pictures from her. Like, you know, she's she's texting me pictures while she's there while I'm packing up. She's like got a picture of the loth cat in the pet store. She's actually really loving this. She's not like she she's about as into Star Wars as I am into Harry Potter, which is I will see the movie when it comes out. And that's about it. Like that's she she likes it, but it's mostly she knows it's it's something that her husband and her son are really into. And that's about it. Um, she has a blast at galaxy's edge. She doesn't really go too far out of it to the other things, um, spends a lot of time there. So that to me is like a ringing endorsement of their, the quality of that area, because it mostly is just a place to shop, um, for better or worse. And, uh, she's got like videos, like she loves taking videos, like the stormtroopers hassling people and, uh, stuff like that. Like when Kylo Ren shows up and is walking through, she thought that was so cool. I, I liked all the the shoppy things. Like, just I, I, like, I guess part of it was just seeing what stuff they made and go, oh, that's cool, right? And there's a lot of neat details that are kind of hidden away, and it's you know you can't have you really they really don't have space for a third ride anyway. So you know, like, it, not like a major ride. It would it would be like a really dinky ride. And I don't think that's what they're going for. Um, so on my way out, I was like, I'll you know, I'll wheel our son out of here. We still got the chair for the rest of the day, whether he wants it. You know, he doesn't really need it anymore, I don't think. Um, he doesn't say he needs it, but it's like, hey, well, as long as we've got it, it's like you get preferential treatment. Everybody's really nice to you. Is so. the uh, wheelchair, like, Disneyed out at all? Um, this one, oddly enough, had an Epcot Center logo on the back. So, yeah, I guess so. But uh, it's kind of funny. But, um, yeah, but it doesn't know. It's not like it has like little big Mickey Mouse gloves or anything on it or anything like that. Um, so I'm on my way out. I'm like, well, let's go back. And then on our way out, we'll swing by the resistance camp area and see whether I can hug that Wookiee. Uh, we do. Wookiee's not there. No Wookiee, no Chewie, nothing. Um, but it's okay. So we go back. Uh you know, and like I said, like, you know, I'm packing up stuff. My son's taking a nap. 
my wife is doing some shopping, sending me funny pictures of Muppets and animatronics and stuff that she finds. Uh, I'm watching the queue for Rise of the Resistance, though, very carefully because it's it's like moving fast. And I'm like, oh, actually, we might be in trouble. It might be moving so fast that I, I won't be able to like pack up everything, check out, and get get back there in time. Um, but it, it, it slows down a little bit, and it's like, it's done. It's time to go back. So, uh, you know, I check out. Everything we have with us on the trip is in, in the rental car. Head back to the park and, you know, text my wife, say, hey, we're back. I think our number is going to be called soon, Rise of Resistance thing. Meet me in front of that ride. I'm taking Noah. We go back. I'm able to uh, get another free wheelchair because I said the first aid desks <laughs> gave us one in the beginning. And uh, that's great. And we go back and get to the Rise of Resistance and it hasn't actually budged. It's like it something broke down and it's oh. still it's still like below the sixty two group. And uh and it's now like three o'clock. And remember our flight's at eight. I'm kind of freaking out a little bit inside, not on the outside. It's in, 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 in interior freak out. Um and I start asking questions again because I'm like, hey, uh you know, my son's not feeling good. He's sick. Like is what can we do? Like, because I'm worried that at this rate, our number might get called like at the kind of the last possible minute and we'll have time to go on the ride, but we won't have time to wait in line for an hour. What, what can you do? And so somebody, you know, refers me to somebody else who refers me to somebody else. And I, I, uh, and I'm talking to this person, uh, another, you know, they're all really nice. So this is, I finally meet somebody who's like, it's just their job to just kind of hang out and watch everything. And so I tell, you know, my wife and son to like, you know, just guys go explore, go look around, you know, drink some green milk or something. I'm going to just hang out by this rise of resistance looking crestfallen until they feel sorry for me and give us a break. Um, so I talk to uh, somebody and they're actually really nice, really helpful. They say, again, not much we can do about like moving you up in line, but if your number gets called, what we'll do is we'll put you in like the, the handicap lane essentially. Um, like you have to, there's like, it's a very, like it's something that I, I kind of hesitate to even mention because I don't want people to abuse this. Cause I don't think it's really any way of like, if you ask for it, they, they probably will give it to you. Um, if you know, and you can rent wheelchairs there for like $12. So, um, but don't 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 do that because what you're going to be doing is like kind of cheating all the other people who are waiting in line legitimately. And but my you know my son did faint that morning and uh, <laughs> so I felt like it was like you know but I did ask her she's like well I can do that I'm like well we'll do it but that's not going to like put us in front of like people who who are you know like a, like somebody who's handicapped every day of their life in a wheelchair or something like that you know like or or somebody else who has you know, some people have like, you know, uh, intellectual disabilities where it's really difficult for them to wait, uh, in like, you know, crowded lines or something like that. And they, they have accommodations for them to make it. So it's still possible for the, those people to have some of the experience. And, mm-hmm. and she said, Nope, Nope. Actually there's nobody else, uh, really in this, in this, not very few people in the, in the, the registry for this day. Um, so it, it should be absolutely no problem. Nobody's going to get pushed out of line nobody's going to miss it because you're going but i I just can't guarantee you're going to get called 
It's just that if you get called, you can at least go in the last second. The ride's about 20 minutes. You'll have like an extra 10 minutes in the, in the, the fast track line and it, it might still be possible. And so, you know, I let my, uh, family know that's the situation. I'm just going to hang around because if things could change really fast around the, the queue and I'm just watching my phone, it, it, I swear the number does not change on the group. It's like an hour when like it goes up like two numbers. Oh my God. It's like, it's getting down to the wire where that's it. We're not going to be able to go. Like if we, it, it, even if it gets called now, by the time we get off the ride, it's going to be too late to actually return the rental car and get on the plane. We just have, we just have to go home. Um, it's kind of a bummer, but I, you know, like we did get to do some stuff. So that's, you know, like look on the bright side. Like I, I tried everything I could. Uh, so happy ending. It's it's just not going to happen. It's like, I just realized like, you know, if I, I could wait, and like maybe like a miracle will happen, but then we, it's not going to be fun because the whole time I'm going to be thinking like, Oh my God, if we don't like defeat the first order soon, we're going to miss our flight and I'm going to be out even more money. Um, so I was like, well, at the beginning of the day, guest services did tell us like, if you can't make the ride before you have to go home, like just stop by guest services again, let us know. And we'll, we'll see what we can do. We'll do something to try and make it up to you. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we do on our way out. We stop by guest services. There's actually a huge lineup and they, uh, it's like I wait in line for a good 20 minutes. Like it's actually now I'm, I'm starting to, it's really getting down to the wire. And I asked somebody, he's like, Hey, can like, can we just like kind of skip ahead? It's only going to take a minute. I just, they, they told me to come back. No, nobody wants me to skip ahead. Cause everybody's in a terrible mood because everybody is pissed off that they missed getting on this rise of the resistance ride. It's probably not just us. Right. Um, some people are actually really, really angry about it. I love how long the line is to complain about the line. It's, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a Kafka S experience. Where do you go to complain about the guest services line? You go to the outside guest services line, which is Ah, what I, okay. There's one outside the gates. So we, we check out like, there's, we're not going back in, right? We're not going to get on this ride. I'm not going to try and hassle them to get on this ride because it's impossible now, right? It, it cannot happen. But I was told to come back to guest services and tell them what happened because they have like a record of everything that happened to you that day. Like they know that like the paramedics got called to help my son because he fainted that morning. They know all that stuff. It's in their like whatever guest log or something. I feel like I find the least sympathetic woman in all of Disney world behind oh. this guest services. She's like, well, there's nothing I can do. I'm like, look, I don't know how else I can say this to you. Cause I've said this several times already. I'm not trying to get onto the ride. My son has been sick. He's missed pretty much everything two days wasted. But they told me that if we couldn't get on this ride to come back to guest services and you would do something, what did they say they would do? Well, they didn't specify, but they suggested that maybe they would give us some kind of pass or something, come back to the park just to go on the ride later if we ever came back, like in the next year or something. I don't know. I don't even remember at this point. I cannot, and I'm starting to lose my temper. And I don't want to do that because my son is watching. And the last thing, I, I don't want to be a bad example because this is woman, whatever she says or does, like she is just doing her job. 
And it is not an easy job when there's people probably who like flew in from France and like, you know, Bucharest or whatever. And like they wanted to go on this ride and they can't. And so they're pissed too, I'm sure. Like, and some people are probably going to be really, really rude about it. I, I don't, I understand why she's in a bad mood. But again, I'm not trying to con my way onto the ride. I know that's impossible. And I explain. And at this point, like, I'm starting to like lose it again. And like, I can't yell. And so I'm like, I'm starting to tear up again. I'm like, look, it's just been a really, really rough vacation for me. They told me to come back. They said you could do something. Can you just look into it for a second? Anything. I don't care at this point if she's just going to give me like, I don't know, like a, a, like a Snickers bar. I don't care. Like whatever it is, I just want what's coming to me because they promised me that if I came back, they would do something. And I assumed that that meant they would do something. <laughs> and, and she's like, well, they let you onto one of the rides this morning. That's something. I'm like, that's not oh. what they meant. Look, I understand you probably had a long day. I've had a rough week or a couple days. I don't, don't want to get mad at you. Thank you for your time. I, I'm running out of time. I have to get back to my car. I've got to return up, got a flight to catch. Have a nice night. And, um, so we're just walking back to the car and I'm, I'm giving uh, myself like an out loud pep talk. Like, you know what? You know, it sucks, but I knew that was a possibility. We knew it was a possibility. I'm not upset. I didn't get to go. I'm just sorry that, um, I couldn't make it happen. Uh, because again, like my plan was like, maybe they'd let us on if I said it was just two of us and my wife, and my son could go. And that was really, I think I thought our best chance of getting on there because it really is what people, when, when they make reservations for that ride, they're, they're pretty big groups, like four or five, maybe even six. You have a much better chance of, if they're going to cut you a favor, it's going to be, if you're just one or two people. Mm. And like, I'm just sorry because that was my goal today. I went last night telling myself it was okay for me to go by myself and have fun when you were staying at the hotel because I was going to make it up to you by waiting on whatever line I had to wait in, by begging whoever I had to beg, by debasing myself in whatever manner was necessary so that we could do it. And I, I did it and I'm just sorry that it just wasn't enough. And I, maybe there's some trick to it, but I couldn't figure it out. And, you know, of course, cause my family is awesome. They were just like, it's fine. You did your best. Aww. We had fun. And, uh, my son is like, you know, it's okay, dad. Like I, Aww, like, I'll never forget me. it. He's like, I'll never forget that we did. It. And we got to go on two really cool star Wars rides. I'm like, yeah, you know, I just heard this ride was really awesome. And I really wanted you to be able to do it, but you know what? We'll be back someday and we'll be able to do it then. It's not going to go away. It's not like they're going to bulldoze the whole place in two years. It's, oh, it's still... little did he know. Yeah, I know. It's the bulldozers are already. They're just turning the keys right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a huge failure, Steve. I don't know whether you've seen YouTube lately. I have uh, not. <laughs> Make a point of it. Yeah. Um, we get in the car. And oh, can I just tell to... you something about that? I, yeah. I don't even know what people think about the last film, like crazy people. It's awesome. I pity you, Steve. <laughs> Continue. Uh, so, Raya's were passing out the gates to get on the interstate to go back to the airport. Um, my phone dings. Your key, your number's been called. It's it's boarding time. Oh. And uh, at that point, I'm just laughing. Did you text back like a swear word? No, I, I didn't. Um, I filed that away in my brain forever. But I, I, it was like a. I was just like, I was so. It was just too much for me at that point. Like I was at my 
at my wits end. And I was just like kind of almost laughing um, to myself, just like, I cannot believe how crazy this is. And I go, and then we're in the, in the, it's, it's, I got, like I said, like I told the, the not so polite ticket lady at the front, um, that in the, in the guest services line to complain about the guest services line, it's been a rough vacation steal. I didn't even get my Wookiee hug. Um, you're a real Griswold. I tried so damn hard. I really did. And I'm like, okay, we're, we got it. We're, we had just enough time to get back to the airport. At least I'm not going to get billed for some extra crap. But I do have to stop at a gas station and fill up the car. Um, I learned something very special about the state of Florida, something that may make it unique in all of the great 50 states of the United States of America. Did you know that in the state of Florida, it's apparently perfectly legal for gas stations to just charge whatever they want to per gallon as long as they disclose the price on some tiny little LCD screen somewhere? I didn't know that. I, I had no idea. Um, but apparently, they, they, uh, like, they don't have the big price at the front. Get, well, they might, but I, they, I don't think this one did. And um, I'm also I'm I'm from New Jersey. Like we don't even pump our own gas. Like somebody will do that for you. You're not allowed to do it yourself. Really? I don't really look at the prices of the gas because it's always going to be like whatever gas station you go to is going to be at most twenty cents more per gallon than the other gas stations. That's like the worst deal you're going to get. It's like it's not like I don't care. Like I'm just going to pull up and you know, fill it up regular gas. I don't even think about it. I don't look at it. I had no idea that in, in the state of Florida, which might as well double as like a Hobbesian state of nature, it is perfectly legal. You can charge whatever you want as long as it's disclosed somewhere. In some corner of the gas station, it tells you how much you're paying a gallon. So I get out of the car. I'm but how's that up. different from other places? Like, is it is it regulated other places? Well, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I'm pretty sure it is. Like, I don't think you can get away with charging six ninety nine a gallon. Um, that is more than double the price of like what the market rate is. Ooh. All I'm trying to do is top off the top twenty five percent of the gas tank, so the rental car company doesn't charge me for it. Right. It should it should be like less than ten dollars. I'm not paying attention to the gas meter and I'm I'm really just just ruminating on the craziness of the day and trying to like have a good sense of humor about it. Uh, it's like a moment of reflection steal. And then I look back at the thing, the the the, the, the gas, you know, uh, nozzle It clicks. It's full. I look at the thing. It's like thirty dollars to fill up a quarter of a tank of gas. And then I look, it's six ninety nine a gallon. And I tell my wife and son, wait right here. I have to go inside to the, the service station to talk to the, the people inside. I, I storm in there. Fully are you serious? I'm fully expecting, like, I think either this is a mistake or I'm going to go into the convenience store area and I'm going to see, like, CNN on TV saying that we're at war with every oil producing nation on Earth simultaneously. And it just happened today. Um, instead, there's just two guys. I'm like, why is gas six ninety nine a gallon? And uh, and one of them just looks at me. Well, it's the owner's decision. He just does that. And ordinarily, like in ordinary situation, like I very well could still be in jail because of how angry I was and what I was willing to say and do. Uh, but 
at the end of this day, it's like, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure what obscenity I uttered, um, or combination thereof, but I just kind of walked back out to the car. I, I, I have never felt so defeated in my life. Like that was, that was it. Um, this is the most depressing episode. It just sounds like you had a really hard time. I, I had a really hard time. <laughs> Still, I had a like I told everybody who would listen <laughs> in space in all of the galaxy. It's been a rough vacation. The quest for fun, although I will not say it was a failure, it was a a quixotic effort to say the least. Mm. Um, I get back into the car, and I'm just like, again not quite at a loss for words, but I'm having trouble finding words that are not a bad idea to say in front of my child. So it's, it's really halting. Difficult sentences are coming out. A lot of missing space in there. A lot of blanks that I'm not really sure how to fill. My wife says, Hey, I was trying to check in and you know, do an online check-in while I was waiting. Our flight's been delayed for four and a half hours. Oh, And I said, great, lovely. That is the best thing I've ever heard. So nice. I cannot wait to wait in the airport for four and a half hours. She's like, no, Hollywood Studios is open for until eight. We have time to go back. What? It was like, we were only 20 minutes away. That that, that, that surprise um, season finale of Lost. We've got to go back. We can go back if we hurry back because our number was called right right as we were leaving. So it's been about 20 minutes or 30 minutes. Maybe it's going to be like another 20 minutes to get back in and park. We've got one hour. But she says, no matter what, we don't have anything to do. We might as well go back. And if we're lucky, we might be able to go on that ride. If we if but she's like, please don't drive like a maniac. Just drive normally. Nothing. <laughs> I'm like, you're, no, you're right. And the whole time I'm driving back, I, I am no, still... Don't, don't drive I'm, like a maniac. I'm we just paid a lot of money for that petrol. Yeah. You just paid 30 damn dollars to fill up, like, a, like just top off a tank of gas in a rental car. And I'm like, at this point, like, I can't even shift gears in my brain to, like, pure joy or hope or anything. It's just, it's just all there, Steel. It's still there. Like, the rage, the sadness, the disappointment, the... Uh, excitement the surprise it's all there and everything is coming out it's over like i can't keep it anymore this is insane because i'm still super angry about this gas but i'm also super excited that i have a chance of getting on this ride and so i'm driving back i uh as we're coming back into the uh we're getting back and pulling back into the parking lot at hollywood studios Amazingly enough, the woman who's taken like checking our receipt to see that we've already paid and all that is the same woman who was there when I came back the night before. And that's like the first person to whom I explained. She's like, whoa, you're here by yourself tonight. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, my son's sick and everything's like, hey, I don't have a lot of time. But do you recognize me? And she's like, oh, you're the guy who came here by himself last night. I'm like my son's in the backseat. My wife's here with me. We are ride just got called. Where do we park? <laughs> 
where's the best place to park? How close can we get? And she's like, Oh, go, go over there. Like, you know, she gives us like some instructions. Like they just tell them, tell them at the front, like that, that, cause there's, they try to, they, they try to scoot you in like, you know, the furthest place out you can, you know, uh, cause they don't want you to be crowding everything up. Uh, but if you, she's like, oh, just tell them, tell them, tell them that, like, tell them what's happening and they'll let you go. We get there where, uh, we park close enough to the gate. We're getting out. And I, I must look like a lunatic because <laughs> my wife tells me, um, no matter, you know, it's, I, I can't believe how lucky we are. I, I just want to say, yeah, I think I've seen you go through every conceivable human emotion. I thought you were going to say possible. go through every red light. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I was real. I would, I never drive like that no matter what, like, cause I'm terrified of hurting somebody. But, um, she's like, I, I feel like I've seen you go through every single human emotion known to known to humankind in the span of 24 hours. <laughs> I feel like I've seen everything it's possible for human to feel. And you have felt it. And he's like, you know, good luck. And then, so we're like, all right, good luck. Uh, we go back into the park, um, grab a wheelchair because I can't go back in without the wheelchair now because we're getting preferential treatment. Oh, so if I go back in without a wheelchair, it's scam. Like, what is wrong with you? You're a scam artist. I'm like I cannot. And then what was what I was most thinking of was what would really ruin this experience now is that we get in line for the ride and someone sees that we're like in this in like, you know, like the the extra access, like, you know, need needs extra attention or help line and kind of skipping ahead of everybody. And then they get angry and create a scene. And I'm not in a position to guarantee that I won't stab them. So. I, I really need to make sure this goes out smoothly without a hitch. So my son is in the wheelchair and he is going on the fastest wheelchair ride of his life. I don't even think rise of the resistance is going to compare to the wheelchair ride. He got to the rise of the resistance. Did you have an animatronic dad? Yeah. I felt like there was an animatronic, like uh Woody Harrelson, like injecting hyperfuel into my legs. <laughs> um, we get there. I'm like, our, our number got called almost an hour ago. It's 84. Is there a ch- can we still go? It's like, yep, you're just in time. Oh. They click us in. We get in there. If it had not even down, occurred to me die. that it was going to break down. Yeah. Uh, that it could still. Without a hitch deal. Nothing bad happened. We got on the ride. It is the coolest thing i have ever seen or done and i could not be more primed to experience it or enjoy it i had no i've never seen anything like this ride steel it is like i didn't know anything about what would happen once you get on it all i knew is that when like i said when people got off the ride it was like people had looked into the face of god himself and that must be how we looked when we were getting at the last the last like minute and a half of the ride, I think it was just nonstop like giggling from me, like uh-huh. giggling out loud because it was both so fun and also I was uh, about ready to check myself in to like the, you know, to the loony bin um, after the day I'd had. It was just, it was so much fun. The ride is like everything about it is super cool. I can't, I, I don't even like, I can talk about that, but I feel like I've gone on so long. It's almost 
should just skip it. And I don't want to spoil the ride for anybody, but there are so many cool things on it um, to see. And it's just the craziness of it is so much fun. It's just like this, this crazy, like the end of it is just so unexpected. It's uh, nothing I can say or do will, will really do justice to it. All I can say is that everything we had been through was 100% worth it. Um, we get off the ride. And uh, we're just looking at we can't even talk to each other uh, at first because we're just like we're just like grinning from ear to ear looking oh at each other. God. Cannot believe what we've just seen and been through. Um, and we've got like another hour before the park closes or something like that. And finally, I'm just like, what do you want to do? It's like, I don't know. What do you want to do? It's like, well, we've been shopping. We've done it. Like we could go on another ride, but it's like, I don't even know what the point of riding anything is anymore. If I can't do this again, <laughs> um, you know, it's like, well, let's just relax. Like it's, it's really beautiful. The sun is already set. By the time we get off the ride, the sun's already pretty much down. The lights are on. Uh, the spires are lit and all that. The park is starting to clear out yet again. And, um, and, uh, we're starving. <laughs> And all that. And uh, we, we go out and I'm like, well, I feel like I got everything. I got to do everything I want to do. I think this is good. Like it, it took two days. It's a little bit of rough. But except for hugging that Wookiee, I, I, I got to do everything. And so we're walking towards the, the restaurant, uh, one of the restaurants, not the pub, which you can only get snacks there. But there's a it's like Docking Bay 94. Whatever oh, it is. Been, I've been to the Docking Bay. Yeah. I had a, I had we're going a, to get. A rib. Ronto yeah. rib, I believe. We're rounding the corner to go in, looking at the Millennium Falcon. People are taking their last pictures before they go home. Uh, sun's down. The ramp for the Millennium Falcon, of course, is open. Down the ramp walks uh, some guy in a vest, Ray, and Chewbacca. I hope I didn't push anybody over, especially not any kids. <laughs> but I made a beeline towards that Wookiee steal. I, I said, I don't have time to explain to you, Chewbacca, but I need a hug. I really do. And I just like, and I feel like the guy in the Chewbacca suit was just like really not sure what was going on or what he should do in the situation. But he's just like, all right. I'm like, I've got my arms wide open. I'm like, you're getting a hug, Chewie. I don't care what you do. You don't have to hug me back. I am hugging a Wookiee today. And I gave him a big old Wookiee hug. And I've got this, you know, like, you can see in the picture. My wife took a picture of it as it was happening. You can see, like, little kids around it. Like, can't believe that this grown man is hugging a Wookiee with this kind of intensity. <laughs> and, uh, as, as you know, I, I let go. I'm like, thank you. That's that's all I needed. You can go about your business, Chewy. And Ray's standing there, and she's like, "Oh, you two have the same bag." And I look down, and he and she's right. Like the little satchel, like the brown leather satchel I carry with me everywhere, uh, is exactly the same size, shape, and color, and in the same position as Chewbacca's bag that he has on all the time. It's like, Chewy, his bag looks just like yours. I look at him and say, what can I say, Chewbacca? You've been a hero to me all my life. Uh, I'll I'll let you go. 
And I, I, and then we walk away and we get our, uh, food. And, uh, yeah, it was, like I said, steel, they let me on the fast pass of that emotional roller coaster. That was a crazy experience. Oh my God. I can't believe all the best things happened after you left. I know we got to do like, it was, it was great. Like we got to eat. We're sitting in this restaurant. Uh, there's like an outside little patio kind of area. I, I don't know whether you've, whether they have the same thing in Disneyland or not. There's like an outdoor eating area at the, like the, the docking bait restaurant. So, you know, I get like, you know, uh, whatever, like spicy indoor chicken cutlet or something with gravy. Everybody gets, we all get food. I get a beer. Like, I think it's the gold, the gold squadron locker or something funny like that. Really? That's all I could. That's exactly what I wanted. I wanted, I was like, you know what? I'm going to pour this one out to gold squadron (laughs) poured out down my throat. What are they? They're Y wings. Yeah. Into my belly. Yeah. Those are the Y wings. Every one of them died. No, no, right. There was no one came back. One came back. That's right. It's one Y wing, two X wings and the Falcon. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know, Steele. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to lose it right now just thinking about it. Um, so, like, you know, it's – my son, by the way, is feeling absolutely fine. Uh, he's feeling good. He hasn't had any problems for the rest of the day. Uh, it's incredible. And, uh, and you know, so at the end of it, like, we take some extra time. He sees the Dianoga that's uh, inside, like, the water uh, fountain oh, thing. Cool. So cool. We get like because people are starting to clear out, and you notice all the cool stuff that's hidden around the park. Um, it, it's it, it's just really neat. And uh, on our way out, they have this like whole light show fireworks thing, where they've got like I think it's probably to keep people from rushing back to the parking lot, and it kind of keeps the traffic under control. But it's really cool because like they've got the fake man's Chinese theater in Hollywood Studios, right? And they're doing this whole like uh, show. And, uh, where they project, uh, you know, like a whole, like kind of video slideshow type thing with music and fireworks and like giant flame jets and stuff. They're doing that like Disney movies. And then they're just stopping as we're walking past. And then they say like in 10 minutes, like the star Wars show will begin. It's like, Oh, and I'm like, look, I know you guys are all tired. Like it's okay. I know I want to, you know, I, I, we, I don't have to wait if you guys don't want to. And, and I was like, no, let's wait. Let's go see it let's watch we we don't have we got our fly, we probably aren't going to fly out of here until like 1 30 a.m so by all means uh good point so and it's perfect because my my son still has this like chair he like, doesn't even have to like stand up <laughs> he can just relax and uh it is the coolest thing man it, it's like they show scenes from the movies and all that and when they do any of the the, the fighter battles they have like you know like the laser like laser planetarium type show type lasers, you know, pew, pew, pew. they actually have it set up. So it like extends the lasers that the ships are shooting at each other. It's like green and red lasers are like popping out at you. It's really cool. Uh, I had no idea they could do stuff like that. It looked really neat. And, um, they even did like, did like, it's like, you know, the clips are all divided up by theme and everything. And they've got like when they even like show, like when they, the star killer base blows up that solar system, like the flame things like fire up and like, it's really hot. It's cool. Uh, and we, yeah, then we get back into the, the car, go to the airport, return the rental car. Um, I, I, uh, I asked the lady, like, is it normal for gas to cost six ninety nine a gallon? She's like, 
yes, sadly, in this state it is, and it's a big problem, and nobody will do anything about it. I'm like, well, okay. Because uh, I'm thinking at this point, like, yeah, that cost a lot, but that was like my price that I paid to have my vacation saved. <laughs> you know, like, because if my wife, if I not stopped to get gas and stopped to run into the, the, the store to yell at them, I don't think my wife said she wasn't planning on checking in until we actually got to the airport. She just started doing it because she had to wait for me to to deal with that. So we would have gotten all the way to the airport. I, I No, let's not. We all know what happened. If right, you just but can, went can you just imagine what would have happened if that gas didn't cost six ninety nine a gallon? No, uh, That's what I'm saying. It's like it's the only time that horrible thing has probably helped anybody. Uh, and then uh, as we're waiting for the plane, it takes a long time. And uh, But my son and I, he's still uh, feeling good. And uh, we bust out uh, the Sabak deck that we bought and uh, kill the time playing Sabak. Did you make any money off him? Uh, no, he kicked my ass. Oh. <laughs> he killed me. I was not having good good night uh, with that either, but it didn't matter. And uh, uh, we got home. My cat was happy to see us, and that that was the end. And uh, it, was a, it was a splendid yet terrible adventure. I don't know any other way to describe it. Oh my God. That was so stressful. How long have I been doing this story? Two and a half hours. Um, we talked about HBO at the start. That's true. Okay. So like two and a quarter. Um, I don't know. I honestly don't know what else to say. Like it's actually almost this emotional experience just recounting it because I haven't really told the full story to anyone. Oh my God. The, the feeling of, um, like just a little, your little boy, not having a good time and, and just like, Oh, okay. We can't go on that. Oh, that's. And the, 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 it's like if he were even a little bit more like if he allowed his disappointment to show, it almost would have felt better because it's like, well, at least he feels like, you know, like that's natural. Like I can understand. And then I can be like a good dad and like kind of help cheer him up. But he has to like kind of help cheer me up at this point because it's like uh, like he he knows like I'm uh, kind of losing my mind because I tried so damn hard. And I just felt bad because it's like I really – I really was trying hard to make this work and yeah, I can't, but in the end it all worked out and it had nothing to do with any of my effort. It just, just lucked into it. Um, I, I don't really know where else to go from there. Like it's just, it's the weirdest, um, the weirdest thing. But in the end, like what really made it, uh, like it wouldn't be like if it were just me or like even just me and like a friend or somebody like not my family. Like I don't think it would have been, I, you know, like it wouldn't it would just been a disappointment that that was saved and it was OK. It's like, oh, yeah, we got to do it after all. It's like it was it would just be lucky. Uh, it wouldn't have had the same kind of impact because I wouldn't felt the pressure to like make it work for my family. Mm. And uh, that was kind of it. It's like it's just kind of in the end, like the fun of star Wars or anything really is like sort of the memories you build from it and the ways in which you, it's really just a, a vehicle for, 
for meeting people in like in you know like connecting like parents that are children in some way if you're lucky enough to have a kid who who's into it as much as you are and uh and if you're not it's like you shouldn't be upset about that either because there's all kinds of other stuff too like i told you know my wife is like i i'm glad that she had a good time because like i said like i feel like if i went to like harry potter world or something like that i don't care about harry potter but i probably would have had a good time because it's apparently really super cool Hmm. Uh, you know what i mean like it's it's apparently really neat even if you're not a big fan so like that's that's good but you know there's other things to, to bond over and all that and Sooner or later, like, I, I guess the thing that was my biggest fear is that my son is growing up like he is sooner, like in a couple of years, he's going to be just like me uh, when I was that age and won't really want to like hang out with his dad the same way. Like he's going to have to become his own person and will be doing his own thing. And I, I that's the thing I think I was most afraid of is that I kind of missed my chance. Um, like it's like going back to a Star Wars land later when he's like 13 or something, you'd, he'd still have fun, but it wouldn't be the same at this age it's still just ever so slightly real to him he knows of course it's not real he's not you know crazy but like it's just, there's still some magic to it and he is just coming off of like the rise of skywalker of course is the latest star wars movies he's seen so it's his favorite um and a lot of surprises there for him and it's it's been any love the mandalorian and it's like this is like He's going to remember this for the rest of his life, like this kind of time period, even if he moves on and, and gets into some other fandom later or, you know, perhaps even becomes like a proper adult. Um, anything could happen. <laughs> but uh, I just felt like I'd missed my chance. I think that was what hurt the most. Because hmm. uh, I didn't even like when I was a kid, Steel, I don't know about you, but I had no even when star tours was out, I never occurred to me there could be like a star Wars theme park of any kind of substance, let alone the best thing that Disney has ever done. Oh no, it, that, that would be ludicrous. It I, was, I, I couldn't even believe they were going to make new star Wars movies at all. Like it, until I saw it in the movie theater, like the poster, it just didn't seem like it seemed like this was just gone. You know what I mean? Like it was just this thing that only I cared about. And I got to tell you, like, if you think that nobody cares about Star Wars anymore, that like it's died down and there are so many people there. I know it's like selection bias and everything. Of course, the people going to Star Wars land are the people who care about Star Wars. But that is a lot of people in February on a Tuesday Mm. from all over the world. And it's like little girls and boys with their Star Wars shirts on, like with their build a lightsabers and stuff that they make. And they're so excited about it. It means everything to them. They're so happy to see even like the little droid, like decorations that just swivel their head. It still means something to a lot of people. And they're like, not old people like me. They're, they're young people. And, uh, I just don't think it's going to go anywhere for any, any time soon. And I'm glad, uh, there's a lot of, still like happy memories you can have um with this or anything else doesn't have to be star wars but just like whatever chance you got even if it's a totally ruined vacation like that's still time with your family that you're never going to get back the um i how stoked are you that you didn't like just lose your shit 
I'm not so much stoked as I am still astonished and, um, it would be so, like there is nothing easier to me than to just go off on a stranger who has been rude to me at the end of a hard day. Um, like, or just being like, it just, it just, uh, I don't want to say verbally abusing somebody, but just giving them like the full piece of my mind. Uh, if I have to, um, it's like, it's actually something I, I have to do for my job sometimes just to stand up for clients. Like if, uh, somebody is trying to be, you know, a hard ass, like I am permitted and expected to just lay into them if I have to in open court, if I, if I need to, like I, and I don't mind doing it. Oh my God. I would pay money to go watch you in court. Oh, um, I regret this already. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really that aggressive. I'm actually way more relaxed uh, in my job than I am in my podcasts in a lot of ways. But there have been times where like, I've had to, like, you have to be the the bad cop, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's, it's something I'm very capable of slipping into. And I'm try very hard not to do that in the context of a face space wizard movie. Even, even if it's at the end of the vacation from hell i i just i especially if my if my uh, wife and son are watching i do not want them to see me uh l- lose control as somebody who is really just doing their job even if they're a little bit rude they're still just doing their job and every other person there that day was super nice to us i actually went back and thanked the uh, churro lady Aww. we like i was like hey i don't know if you, like, you probably had a long day too but um thank you so much <laughs> For, for uh, talking to my son when he was kind of in a difficult spot. Helped him take his mind off of it and uh, was super sweet. There are nice people everywhere. Um, it's, it's important to remember, I guess. So don't be a jerk if you can help it. Uh, I'm actually getting kind of sleepy. <laughs> I'm going to start to drone off now. Um, I don't really know how to end this. Um, oh yeah, that's right. So long, suckers. <laughs> no one that's saw that coming. <laughs> that was a lovely story, Robo. Uh, thank you. I, I, let's never speak of it again. <laughs> All righty, buddy. Um, thanks for that. I'll uh, I'll let you go to bed because it's late where you are. It's late where I Very. am. It's real late where you are. So. Um, We'll, we'll, we'll so long suckers. Suck on it. So long. So long, everybody. Good night. Night. Oh, yeah.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.